0: So you sent me a text the other night saying how the hotel room you were staying in had uh, like a mirror over the toilet, like on the ceiling, right? That way you can summon the candy man while you're a-peeing, a- a- right?
1: <laughs> well, no, I-, I meant over the toilet, but like I was staring directly at myself, um, mm. like a full length, just, hey, this is you peeing, guy. Mm-hmm. God, Here's what right. you
0: look like while you do the yeah. thing. Well, it just kind of got me thinking, you know. In the movies and stuff, we usually pee, uh, see people summoning that candy man in a right. bathroom anyway, right? Right. That's where you go. I think if I was going to summon the man himself, what I would do, considering that you know how it always goes, he pops up in that mirror behind you and he spooks you really hard, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get the jump on the motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to poop in the floor right behind myself, then summon him. He comes in all ominous. He's like, oh, oh, god damn it. Oh, this is disgusting. Is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's either that or you spread a bunch of, like, cooking oil on the floor, you know? He stomps okay, in there yeah, and it's just like, whoop, 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 whoop. Some Home Alone you know? territory there, yeah, yeah. exactly. Home Alone you know? and Candyman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Giving him the McAllister treatment, you know?
1: Okay, I want that now. Yeah, I want, I want <laughs> Kevin McAllister to look into the mirror and say, Candyman, 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 and then, ah, you know, the fucking...
0: (laughs) Blowtorch to the head,
1: something. And he's got all the traps set up. Yeah. That sounds great. Sign
0: me up. (laughs) (laughs) All this and more great ideas coming to you on the newest installment of Dead and Lovely. Here with the host with the most, and you know what, Steve, I think it's just a great idea... If for the rest of the episode we do our best Tangina and Kane impressions, child, it's me, Uncle Ben, from the and other it's side, me. child.
1: Over here, Hollywood <laughs> Steve.
0: <laughs> I'm not creepy at all. <laughs> <laughs> we got going to be doing the voices the whole show, child. Oh, no, that would drive no, can't do it. me nope. insane. <laughs> One star review. <laughs> 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 Take a shot every time Uncle Ben says child. <laughs> <laughs> and we are here today to be talking about one Pultier gee iced from what, nineteen and eighty nine? Is that right? Eighty six. Eighty and six, I was merely two years old, still just pooping my britches. I was uh, only not, four not, when not quite this going came to pooping out. somebody yeah. else's britches at that point yet. Oh
1: well, and I was four I was four, I was four so I was pooping other people's britches by that point.
0: Ah, oh, you little trickster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you matured early, dude.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, when it comes to poop, I was a genius, you know? I Straight out the box.
0: <laughs> mm. <laughs> if poop like... in somebody else's pants is cool, you was Miles okay. Davis.
1: <laughs> this is true, and I may have told it before. Um, I, my grandfather, the first time he held me, I pissed on him. Uh, and he uh, his nickname for me after that was Shithead.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there you All go. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, Way to go. Strong introduction. Go. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, if you want to get straight onto the Poltergeist 2 discussion, there's a timestamp for you in the podcast description. Yep. But before we do that, we're going to do our usual shit shooting, hit that preview pals up, slam a co-beer, all the things you expect from this thing, what we call a podcast. It's been a big old drang and Langley week, hasn't it?
1: Oh, Jesus, buddy. We had us a meetup, um, and I'll tell you what. Uh, it was it was a lot of stress for sure cuz I I'm you know in the process of doing other stuff like moving to Portland but uh I had such a blast. We had so many drinks. So many awesome people came down. Uh a lot of people who who were here last year. Uh this year we also had an international Woo! entrant man of um, mystery. Yeah, Ryan Joyner, fucking just long hauled it man and he had did, a man. blast i hope because uh i sure enjoyed him being here
0: and then apparently inadvertently wrote the hook to like the greatest country song of dude, 2022 i, I left got my it. work boots in tennessee you ready, you like, ready that's for the it? best
1: well i left my work boots in knoxville tennessee
0: somebody that's write good. the rest
1: of it there you go <laughs> there it is. there's the rest
0: <laughs> i got the hooks dude it's fine like honestly, it's like we don't even need to write the whole song anymore. We just need to write enough for people to use it in a TikTok.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's it.
0: Yeah, like, that's all you need. Mm-hmm. You don't even need a whole song. People just want the hooky <laughs> part anyway to make a fucking stupid video on. So right
1: and yeah, they'll they'll do some sort of dance and you know some make some point. I'm sure.
0: All right, so I'm thinking that we can make this happen really easily. I'll go ahead and for like sure. yeah. write the write the beat and stuff and record the music for it here at home. All like seven seconds of it. Yep and then we'll be famous. Thanks <laughs> <Drop> Ryan. <laughs> and
1: fucking somehow money. That's how that works. That's how that works, man. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was a big old time, man. Uh, everybody yeah. come down here to Old Knoxville, Tennessee for the second year in a row. And uh, man, I'll tell you what, if you had a shot every time one of us had a drink, you'd be drunk. Fucking and everybody was. Right, you would. You'd oh blend my in. gosh. Dude, <laughs>
1: I have not, I, I I think in the past six months leading up to it, I've drank less than I drank in three days. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm doing
0: the math here. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I drank a whole
1: lot in three days is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, got it, got it,
0: got it. And I'll tell you what, man, we're lucky that any of us made it out there with with any of our women folk left we didn't know. We oh, double booked dude. for this oh, in Knoxville here during one of the most, I mean, just manly conventions oh, that's Jesus. ever been known to manliness, right? Okay, so
1: uh, we, we were staying downtown, so we didn't have to drive home, um, and we're walking out of the hotel, and there's there's a sign that says... <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can't even it said, say it out loud. It sounds, lame, it sounds fake, yeah. but this is real.
1: It said... Crown Plaza welcomes Alpha Male Convention of Tennessee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> alpha Male Convention, dude. What? What? I couldn't make up anything that fucking lame. No.
1: I hope an alpha male's listening right now and hearing me laughing at this absurdity of how fucking stupid that is (laughs) what so all right uh, like like the entire concept of course of an alpha male convention is just ludicrous because the idea is not that a group of alpha males hang out that's not a thing if a group of alpha males are hanging out guess what none of you is the alpha
0: one of you had to organize the the motherfucking thing right right (laughs) good lord dude it's like a yeah it's like an atheist church sermon it's like it it doesn't exist man what
1: but then you know anybody who's gonna call themselves an alpha male and go to a convention is the dorkiest motherfucker you've ever met in your life yes
0: yes absolutely so I was looking all over town for a bunch of like chest arms back, fucking broad chested dudes with like not a chick within fucking 100 paces, but I never did see him, man.
1: Okay, so here's what happened though. I, oh man, I was laughing about this for two straight nights. But then we discovered that actually it may have been kind of like a little inside joke because it was a, a fraternity. It was Alpha something something. It's Alpha something Alpha. And uh, it was a black fraternity. And I think they, they were just like they were calling themselves the Alpha Men. I thought it said Alpha Males. It was Alpha Men, uh, and I think it was like a little joke, maybe.
0: Oh, okay. Right. All right. Well, that's kind of fun then. In that case, you know, or if yeah, it was like- yeah.
1: And they all seem like uh, we, you know, they they all seem to be just being nice and having a good time, which made me think these are obviously not uh, quote unquote Alpha Males. Or having you know, a good time.
0: What if we would have been walking around town and we see a whole bunch of dudes dressed up like Akuma and Ken and Ryu <laughs> and all these other characters? And it's like, Street oh, it's, it's Street Fighter Alpha Males Convention.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Got it.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. But we, yeah, we had a blast. Like, we, we, um, uh, Thursday night, we we got some food, uh, from Yasin's, and we, we had some drinks and, it was a good old time and then friday yeah we went we went out to uh grindhouse video here in knoxville uh we also checked out a bridge, which was awesome you, you highly recommended it and Love um it. i'd never had food there it only had the beer man it's good food
0: so really good, good
1: food. um and then you know well, we had the meetup which was a blast painted a the town red Oh, actually, drinks. hang
0: on. Let me rephrase that. We painted the town dead. That's so much better. Ooh. And well, lovely. you, Knoxville? Yeah. <laughs> look at us. Uh, that was a great time. And then,
1: yeah, Saturday, we we watched Psycho Goreman together.
0: That's right. Rented out Central Cinema. Cinema, which is great, man. And I'll tell you, dude, for a good time, call Central Cinema and uh, book cool, that theater yeah. up and have a good time. It's not even really that much money, and yeah, uh, we had, had a, a great time. had a
1: group of people, you could easily... Uh, afford to rent that that theater out and have some beers and watch a movie. It's a great time.
0: Yeah, I like to do that. I like to do that stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, and then also I um I forced people to watch the University of Tennessee Georgia game
0: <laughs> because if we can call it a game,
1: I, it was yeah. Listen, it was not a good showing for the University of Tennessee, certainly though. Uh, They are still in position to be in the college football playoff. So go
0: Vols! They're still Um, doing good. Gold balls, I say. Gold balls.
1: Yeah. Uh, And yeah, we got some food at Kaizen. Oh my god, that was the best thing I had all weekend.
0: I love was
1: the uh, crispy beef at Kaizen. Coming in hot. Yeah.
0: Anyway, a good yeah. time was had by all. Uh huge thanks to everybody who came down to hang with us. Um I you know what I love about this too, about about this group and the people and the little community mm-hmm. that this has attracted is that okay. And I'm sure you totally understand this, uh, and especially understand this coming from me because you know me. I feel oftentimes a good amount of like performer pressure. Where it's like yeah. I feel like I have to be the one to entertain. I have to be the one to keep conversation moving. Uh-huh. I I put that burden on myself a lot of the times when it's not necessary. But like, what I love about getting together with like our bunch of people that this podcast has brought together is that everybody's there just to see each other and everybody's yeah. friends uh, in real life already. So everybody's just yeah. happy to hang out and see each other to begin with. So it's like, oh, like I don't have to keep people entertained. I don't have to... You know, put that stress on myself, because everybody's already just happy to see each other. Cool. I can just hang out like a normie.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, I'd say what you said about that group is very accurate. Uh, uh, Regarding having to worry, I think we take different tacks on that. (laughs) As I needed to make sure people from out of town got where they were going and were safe and all that stuff. Uh, drove some people home at like three in the morning on Friday. I was
0: imagining you like in the in the the the, the 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 tower. They were like arranging flights and stuff. Like being there, right. traffic controller, yeah. make sure people landed yeah. and stuff.
1: All that stuff was going on to facilitate
0: the feel
1: that it was just natural as hell. So I guess it worked, <laughs> but I'll tell you it was not as simple as you just made it sound.
0: Oh well, it's not like you're also moving across the country at the right. same time or anything either.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, but I, yeah, no, I, I absolutely it's the best group of people because we hang out. Um, most of the people that were there hang out on Friday nights in the Screaming Chat and on Sunday nights in uh, Ice Cream Sunday. But we also had some people come by, including. My friend Harold, who I want to shout out, because uh, not only did his his band Stupid Future recently release their album, uh, like on on Halloween night, I believe. Uh, If you're into punk, check out Stupid Future on Bandcamp, for sure. But also today, just this very day, just a couple of hours ago, his work, McKay's here in Knoxville, which is a used book, slash CD, slash...
0: Media store. Mm
1: -hmm. Media place. uh, His... his, uh, Workers uh, voted to unionize. So Whoa, look out! Yep. So that's cool. Uh, so Rad. congratulations, to Harold. But yeah. he was he was out, and this was really cool because you two, two people I have known for a very long time, two people who are both musicians here in Knoxville, have never met.
0: <laughs> Somehow, I don't know how it we've so never weird. crossed paths before because I'm sure we have like a billion mutual connections and have played all the same venues and have played with like all the same bands and shit but somehow just never crossed paths but hey yep. i like the cut of his jib you know what? yeah
1: harold's a really cool guy uh yeah but we, yeah we had a lot of uh locals come out too you know our, our guy justin brandon wood was here oh it was yeah. really great it was all nice. the homies yep uh, austin green came in um and buddy that
0: austin green's a good fella That's right. He sure is. I'll tell you that, man. Austin Three Six Green says, I just drank your ass. What? (laughs) Is that how that works? It works. It's fine. It is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, yes, indeed. A good time was had by all. And I hugely appreciate everybody for coming down and hanging out with the boys.
1: Yeah, for sure. It was a great time. And we'll definitely do something in the future. I I don't know. You know, since I'll be on the West Coast and you'll be on the East Coast, maybe we have to find a city that's cheap to fly into, cheap to stay in, full of booze. I don't know.
0: I'll tell you exactly what we're going to do, man. I'm going to bring my crew of Crips and you bring a crew of Dead and Lovely Bloods. Oh, no. (laughs) We meet in the (laughs) middle and we just duke it out.
1: So like nebraska think? we're going to nebraska yeah yeah
0: yeah we're going to meet nebraska and a we're bunch of for you, movie, uh <laughs> nerd crips and bloods um are going to duke it out over something i'm sure maybe that's yeah, what happens. for sure
1: yeah we'll figure something <laughs> out but yeah definitely we'll, we will have something in the future
0: well other than all that meeting and greeting and hanging and, and all that good stuff that we was doing what have you been up to this week man
1: um, you know, a lot of that, uh, aside from that, uh, prepping for, for this show, but I also got a tattoo. Got me a Tattoosal. brand
0: new tattoo. Ooh. Yeah.
1: yeah. I got, uh, a spooky sounds tattoo. It's mm. like a cassette tape with, with little ghosts and spiders and bats coming out of it. So that's fun.
0: Is Calvin pissing on it?
1: Uh, yeah, no, I, listen, all the tattoos I currently have. Just envision each of them with Calvin pissing on them because that's the future. I'm getting yeah. them strategically placed so that then I can fill in the rest of the gaps with Calvin pissing on whatever it
0: is. That's fucking cool, man. And you know yeah. what? I've thought to myself many times about like, oh, man, I'm, I'm glad I didn't get that tattoo or whatever, right? Like, right. A long time ago, I was talking about getting like a Where the Wild Things Are tattoo, and then that movie came uh-huh. out, and I was like, oh, man, I'm glad I didn't get that tattoo. But if uh-huh. that ever does happen, you know? I'm just going to get Calvin pissing on it after that. You know, like if I get like a tattoo of something that I think is really neat and then that person gets, you know, called out for doing something really shady, I'll just get Calvin pissing on it. Like, fuck getting it removed. Put Calvin pissing on
1: it. It's a great idea. Honestly, I was just thinking of like, you know, when uh, neo-Nazis like, they become regular people and they want to cover up their tattoos. Like you really could just have Calvin pissing on a Nazi someone. It's like, yeah,
0: fuck. Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, honestly, like if you have a, like a big swastika tattoo, but then an even bigger Calvin pissing on it. Yeah. People all is forgiven. Like, Man,
1: that dude hates Nazis. He hates
0: Nazis, dude. Bonus points. If you also get like, I think Hobbes taking a big shit on it, it seems like really aggressive and uncommon, you know, <laughs>
1: Great idea!
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's the move. You get a regrettable tattoo, don't erase it. Piss on. I it. know you.
1: You've definitely been up to some hijinks this week, man.
0: All kind of things. I'll tell you what. It is. Uh, it's been a hectic one for sure.
1: Yeah. Did you maybe uh, pick up a new friend?
0: Something followed us home. Oh yeah. The other day, something by the name of Darla. Oh, that's right, man. We uh, we were, you know. Not quite ready to get another dog yet. We just lost Zora about a month ago now. And yeah. uh, we weren't really prepared, man. But our other little dude, yeah. turkey, our little turkey dog, he definitely needed a buddy. That guy's not been yeah, he's alone ever. Yeah, and he's a yeah. little tiny guy, and he's young, and he's never been alone. And it's like, man, this guy definitely needs a buddy. And uh, Kate went through Espret, which is Small Breed East Tennessee. Uh, Small Breed Rescue East Tennessee. I messed that up. Oh, okay. Uh, really, really awesome people. And we found this little old girl who's about turkey size, and she's some kind of a... Dude, I don't know what the fuck this dog is. Like, she is (laughs) some kind of terrier mix. Like, she's got the wire hair and almost like a Norwich terrier kind of little stubby body, but she's got this, like, brindle pattern, almost like a boxer or something. She Uh looks like fucking Master Splinter is what it looks like in the live-action Ninja Turtles. She just fucking looks like Splinter.
1: She looks like live-action Ninja Turtle Splinter. Like, she's just going to start sking, singing Skipping Stones.
0: Oh, a Skipping Stones! <laughs> For sure, man. Or teaching us some martial arts, like, Sip, Sop, Sip... <laughs> we're gonna get four little baby turtles next and it's just gonna Absolutely. be real cute you know we
1: should definitely do the Teenage Mutant ninja turtles live action movie
0: holy shit yeah like yes next week yeah. like let's just fucking do that fuck it yeah, yeah let's
1: change everything we were doing yeah it's our podcast
0: i don't give a shit yeah i would it's love now to a Mutant ninja turtles podcast Welcome sure because now <laughs> Uh, but she, she's adorable, man. She's a three-year-old. She was a, uh, a surrender and got bounced around to a couple of foster homes and stuff. And poor thing's got herself some old separation anxiety going on, yeah, man. But
1: I understand that. You know,
0: Thankfully, you, you can work on that with a dog. And we're going to try to get her to be a strong, independent female who who don't really mind whenever we leave the house and stuff. We, we left her alone for the first time today for about 30 or 40 minutes while we was out voting. We went out oh, and did yeah. our voting job and stuff. So they did okay, they were happy to see us and stuff So hopefully she'll continue to relax And get used to, you know, us coming and going And all that jazz Because she's just a little old cutie pie, that Darla
1: Yeah, I uh, I definitely The moment I saw a picture of her Was like, oh man That's a cute little face she got that little mustache
0: Yeah, Bloody. she does, man cute ass. She's a good one mm-hmm. So yeah, hopefully she'll uh, just get used to, to This old mess we call a pack And I think she'll blend in just fine That's awesome, man. We had time to watch a thing or two this week, man. We finished that Dahmer series, finally. It took us a little while, because that's not really one you want to, like, marathon exactly, but... (laughs) Yeah, I understand. We did finish it. I I thought that it was good, man. I I thought that it was pretty damn well done, so I would definitely recommend it. Apparently, I guess the hype around it and stuff is kind of greenlit Netflix to do, like, oh, we're going to do an Ed Gein series and a Gacy series Mm. or whatever, too, which yeah uh, i don't know it's like then that starts to look kind of cash grabby <laughs> in my opinion
1: well i mean it is cash grabby well <laughs> it, it yeah. is it is it is taking a tragedy and monetizing it from the beginning it- yeah, we don't need more of it for sure, <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> but uh, it it was well done and stuff, man. All the acting and everything, and it was just superb. So that was cool. Watched uh, the Dead Don't Die the other day, Jim Jarmusch, oh, zombie okay. comedy. Dude, that right. movie is so fucking funny. You seen it. it, haven't you? Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, we mm-hmm. saw it together. I think.
1: Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm.
0: It's so Even fucking good, man. Like people, people sleep on that movie. I think people just don't get it or they don't give it a chance because it's jarmish i don't know it's fucking funny dude.
1: i've heard i heard a lot of people say it's not funny and i was just like okay (laughs) i I guess comedy is subjective but uh, do you do you laugh at jokes or i know
0: right (laughs) i like it i think it's really fucking funny and uh we also watched the the ghostbusters 2016 kate had watched it a couple weeks ago and after we did our ghostbusters two episodes she was like i think you need to watch that movie again so we put it on there the other night uh while i was cooking some dinner and so on you know it it's okay like i, I think i think my stance is about the same where i'm like it is entirely too long there's no yep. reason for that movie to be that long there is and there's some an, funny a stuff longer in it, edition of it that exists that's the one that we watched Oh no! <laughs> yeah, and it's like that is a lot of movie. It is a yeah, whole lot.
1: Yeah, I struggled through that one. I like yeah. I like the theatrical cut better.
0: Word, I and mm-hmm. you know, I I do find myself laughing at, at Chris Hemsworth's himbo antics in the movie a lot. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, love me a good fun. himbo in a movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a you know he he's surprisingly funny. Uh, it was I think. Yeah, Emily said that this was the movie, like Ghostbusters twenty sixteen. She never thought he was attractive at all hmm. until she found out he was funny. Word. Um yeah, because he, he he's doing you know, he's he's um he's doing some improvisation along with him and I think he's he's holding his own, okay. They're all obviously way like obviously gonna be funnier than Hemsworth, but he <laughs> he does a great job.
0: But dude, can you imagine the power of an alpha with a sense of humor? He'd be unstoppable. <laughs> unstoppable
1: he'd be like a real thor
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it did get me thinking of something this time though um so i was thinking about the ghostbusters logo you can imagine it right now right yeah why does that ghost look like he's like a republican senator that got like caught fucking a kid <laughs> caught
1: in the bathroom or it's something. not what it yeah. looks
0: like <laughs> like the way his little <laughs> arms are out and his face yeah. like what did that ghost <laughs> get caught doing exactly what did they bust him doing dude oh, he kind of looks like bud dwyer
1: a, a little, little bit. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that was it? Somebody was like, oh, this will be a fun little thing to sneak into this movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a Bud Dwyer reference. Yeah, a Bud Dwyer joke. Sure. Why not? Hey, man, nice shot. You know?
1: Yeah. 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 No, that is a fun- <laughs> I never thought about it. Like, he looks so much like he just got... I mean, I guess... That he, you know, it's supposed to look like he just got busted, but it looks more like he got caught and he's like, oh no, I have to explain myself. Not like, oh no, I'm going to go into a ghost trap.
0: Yeah, it looks more like Egon was like, do you know how old that other ghost was?
1: You well, need to grab a
0: seat. <laughs> no, <knowing, laughs> You know
1: what? Knowing that Harold Ramis was a, was a libertarian, it's kind of like, you know, that's kind of his... His ballywick i would assume right don't okay. they always talking about ages of consent and whatnot oh i don't know is that a thing oh yeah libertarians oh buddy hmm. let me tell you some people who got some strong opinions on age of consent all and right not
0: the type of opinion you should have <laughs> i was not aware of any of that yeah that ghost was definitely getting caught doing something or another though for sure
1: for sure I sure.
0: also add in the outro credits the title screen just said Ghostbusters it did not say Answer the Call like they have totally yeah. tacked this on dude
1: Yep absolutely yeah I know I know Paul Feig was upset about it so yeah it's weird that some of the streaming services have it as that cuz mm-hmm. it's that's not the name of the fucking movie
0: It's not unwatchable it's okay no, fun all. um people shit on it a lot and it's not really that I bad like how colorful it was like, Yeah definitely the fact they went with their own aesthetic
1: it was cool because you know they were trying to do a a, a different universe type of thing so i like going with you know super colorful whatever but it felt kind of empty even in the colorful moments oh it yeah it feels like oh they're just standing on a green screen like
0: <laughs> and there's a lot of humor at the front of the movie and then it's like half of the second act and most of the third act it's like there's really no humor in it at all and the story's just yeah. kind of plodding along
1: yeah and I I re- as I said last uh, or yeah for the Ghostbusters 2 episode like when you got Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy playing the restrained roles it's that's odd to me like they both can be so goofy let them be goofy
0: I think so too man I'm going to crack myself open a co beer code that's what I need in my face Ooh, right now I've noticed a yeah? conspicuous lack of beer around my face parts <laughs> I need to just throw some Dude. in me
1: i drank so much beer like i have not had that much i love beer yeah i just don't drink beer regularly and yeah at the meetup it just i kept being like well i don't want to get too drunk i'll have a beer and i tried so many awesome beers this
0: this weekend it was great did you find a favorite was the one that stood out to you
1: oh uh that whale boat uh main main beer company yeah yeah Little Whale Boat, I think. Real so good. good. Yep.
0: Yeah. They make mm-hmm. a fine beer. And also,
1: uh, everything at a Abridged that I tried was amazing. Everything.
0: Dude, I'm telling yeah. you, that place, holy shit, they don't make a bad beer. Everything they do is no. fantastic. Not one, no. I've got myself a beer, Um, same place as I had from last week there, that Saga Tuck Brewing Company. This is oh, there. Okay. It's called The Goat, which is the greatest oatmeal stout of all time. Ooh, That's a okay. bold claim, man.
1: That is. I like me an oatmeal stout.
0: Here's what they don't know. I am immortal and I have consumed every oatmeal <laughs> stout that has ever existed for all time. I was there when the first one was created, Steve. Yeah. You were you were
1: there when oatmeal was created.
0: I was there 8000 <laughs> years ago.
1: Wait, you believe the world's 8,000 years old?
0: (laughs) I believe oatmeal stouts are 8,000 years old.
1: Oh, okay. I was going to (laughs) say, I don't even think any Christian believes that specific number.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I went for an odd one.
1: What if you were just a weirdo who was like, guys, it's not 6,000 years old. It's 8,000. What? Get it right,
0: morons. Jesus. (laughs) Read the scriptures. Christ, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So how is it? Well, let's let's just find out about it. It's it's as yeah, dark it as the dang inside of a dog. I'll tell you that it looks dark. <laughs> what? You got to
1: stay out of the inside of dogs. I mean, it's just nowhere to be. I don't. I think. bump into
0: stuff. I stub my toe every time I'm inside a dog. <laughs> Can't find my keys. It's hard to get out. You know,
1: darker than hell in this dog. You yell. <laughs> Turn the light on
0: inside a dog.
1: Inside a
0: dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs> okay it's pretty damn good i gotta tell you like okay. a, a lot of cool. oatmeal stouts especially ones that are like this dark and it's like six and a half percent OBV. um a lot of times they get that like musty basement taste that i yeah. don't i don't like like it's yeah, good it's for hot. a second then it's like musty like you know the um yeah uh fuck new belgian what's it called 1665
1: yeah yeah I'm, i don't, yes, I don't I know I don't know if R's it's 50, an oatmeal stout or not. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah,
0: but like I, I can't remember if that was an oatmeal stout or not. I don't think it is, but it has like big time basement flavor, and yeah. I don't really mm-hmm. like it. This yeah. has the perfect balance. Like it is like it's like a newly constructed basement. You know, just a little, <laughs> little dank, yes. a little musty, There's but potential offset nicely down here. There's potential right. for must, but it's not here yet, you know. It tastes like a basement that has a good like uh Tyvac like vapor barrier, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Maybe a basement with a with a pool table in it.
0: Yeah, it's definitely got maybe a bumper pool table in there. I'm pretty sure it does. Bumper pool. The bumper pool table. A <laughs>
1: remember when you'd be watching prices right and they'd be like a bumper pool table in the showcase and you're like who the fuck wants a bumper pool table dude
0: kate's family had one in the basement
1: did they, did they play it yeah oh yeah were they good at it
0: yeah totally and it I was bet. awesome and it's like I mean, they have one. a bunch of people over there and we'd play some bumper pool and stuff because where the fuck else are you gonna play a bumper pool
1: I don't know why I feel like a party that includes bumper pools should also include fondue and swinging.
0: (laughs) Now, if it did, I wasn't there for those occasions. I wasn't invited to that if
1: that was the case. Off to the side of the bumper pool is a jacuzzi, and there's a guy in there with a lot of chest hair and a gold chain and three women on either side of him.
0: Well, I'll tell you one thing I learned from a good buddy, Andy Wood. Uh huh. Bathtubs for getting clean. Hot tubs for getting dirty. It sure is. He said it. And he's right. It sure is.
1: But I have heard from someone who owned a hot tub, don't come in the hot tub. <laughs> okay? This is just general advice for anyone out there. Don't come in the hot tub.
0: Because the hot tub can't consent to it, and it's just really not morally <laughs> that's right. Re-
1: that's the main problem. <laughs> Aside from some filter issues and whatnot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine, though, like in a Beauty and the Beast style scenario where it's like a modern castle that has a hot tub and that thing comes alive? (laughs) Is it like horny as shit or is it like, don't, please, I've seen so much bad stuff. (laughs) <laughs> or is that like, do it, get in here. Come on, guys.
1: Everybody jump in. Give it to me, come on. <laughs> don't listen to that guy saying don't come in the hot tub.
0: <laughs> you don't know what he's talking about. He ain't never talked to this hot tub. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'd like to find that out, yeah. It, it reminds me, like, I saw
0: a, a tweet or something that somebody made a while back that was like, if you were in a Beauty and the Beast scenario and like your chamber pot was sentient, Would you want it to? Would you want it to crave your shit, or would (laughs) you rather it be really reluctant and not want it? Which would be better or worse?
1: I would want it to crave it, because sometimes there's emergencies, and I don't want to spend time like listening to my chamber pot's feelings to get to the point where I can shit in it.
0: You just want to rush in there, and that thing's like, lay it on. Yeah, like, oh my
1: god, yeah, give me that shit. Oh, starving. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah, no, I just gross myself out. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> but that horny uh, fucking hot tub, that needs to be in the next version. That's in the live-action Beauty and the Beast coming Holy soon. Shit.
1: Speaking of chamber pots and coming. Oh, I love
0: where this is going already.
1: Carry on. Oh my God. So um while we were at um uh postmodern uh here in Knoxville, Tennessee, having, having a great some cocktails, cocktail. um I went to the men's room and and previous to this, Ryan had come out of the men's room saying he saw a guy standing uh at one of the urinals that was very low. Like it was like you know a right around uh, hip level was the height of the the top of the the urinal and he had his beer sitting on it on top of it right mm-hmm. on top of it and he was also watching porn on his phone while being into the, the urinal at the pisser at the pisser i go in there minutes later and ben i'm not going to i'm not going to post the picture to facebook We all saw, uh, when I went to this urinal, I I saw what very much looked like
0: a load on the Oh, you showed me that picture, god damn it! Because we were joking around about, like, it looks like somebody hawked a loogie on that or whatever. That's what that was
1: maybe we don't know but i'm oh. gonna say it was a load and i also finished the story of me peeing in the urinal which also was a story because as i was being in the urinal i heard a woman's voice go go away <laughs> and i was like okay and i finished peeing and i walked out and i seriously was th- like i was standing because i was waiting i was waiting for someone who was coming out of the women's room um I was standing there and I was seriously thinking like, oh my god, if nobody walks out, that was a fucking ghost.
0: It was a Moaning Myrtle is what it was.
1: Right. But then this woman walks out and she's clearly drunk and she mean mugs the fuck out of me. I think she thought she was in the women's room. And <laughs> away I would come in there. that urinal.
0: I need to pee. <laughs> <laughs> what? All right. It was quite an adventure. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. that is exciting that is exciting i'll, I'll is. also defend I'll, I'll defend postmodern it's like a group communal bathroom with a bunch yeah, of yeah. businesses it was not it's not their just clientele. theirs yeah yeah leave postmodern alone
1: <laughs> they were great the people postmodern were great they the they absolutely treated us well they only had a couple of uh of uh mixologists there so uh yeah, they got they got us in there and out and we all had a few drinks and it was wonderful.
0: Mighty fine. Mighty tasty mm-hmm. drinks over there, man. Good, good, good stuff. Um damn, what an adventure you had. Oh the thing. For you sure, saw. just peeing. <laughs> Where did this chain of conversation go? We were talking about Beauty and the Beast and hot tubs and what the fuck? Where am I? This toast?
1: came from you talking about uh, oatmeal stout stockings uh, <laughs> oh, tasting of like course. a musty basement.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can totally follow oh, the train of thought there. Also shit.
1: Speaking of musty basements. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's go. All right. So alright, we're at we're at Grindhouse Video and I'm uh, I'm walking around and at a certain point I, I get past this rack of t-shirts and i i see porn and i'm like oh what's over here uh so i go over there just porn just a bunch of porn like vintage porn yep and i was like oh cool that's interesting and then i see they have old playboys and i was like wait a second so i start looking through the old playboys and i found two. yes for the articles i found two playboys that i had as, like, a tween uh-uh. that I had, like, stuffed under my mattress. Sick. It wasn't, you know, obviously it wasn't the exact same Playboys, but it was the, you know, the same uh, publication. I I was so excited. I bought them, and I brought them home, and I, I did start reading the articles. And <laughs> as an older man, yeah, you appreciate that. As an older man, that. yeah. Because, you know, you look at it, and you're like, oh, that's some tame porn. Um, I did start reading the articles, and there was, like, a whole article on Ross Perot um, and that'll that'll tell you exactly which one it was, if you're wondering out there. Um, there was like a whole article about Ross Perot.
0: I'll tell you what, man. There's nothing I love more than the titillating combination of tame pornography and Ross Perot. <laughs> Ross
1: Perot. There was also an interview with Michael Keaton. God <laughs> like, it's damn! It's So weird. It's such a weird concept.
0: <laughs> it really is. You know, when you just zoom out and you're like, okay, politician interview, titties. Uh-huh.
1: Here's Pamela Anderson naked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, Pamela Anderson. She was a Playboy model.
0: Oh, no. I and just mean, like, like, the entire combination is oh, like, oh, yeah. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Pam yeah, Anderson it, it took her clothes off. Excuse me? Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were.
1: <laughs> I was like, I've got news. I mean, I was homeschooled, but, dude. <laughs> um,. Yeah, and there's also like so many like cartoons like, you know, that are supposed to be funny. And like I'm an adult now and half of them I'm still like I don't that I don't get the joke. What is this
0: supposed to be? <laughs> highbrow dude. Maybe when you're yeah, like 80, way highbrow. Uh-huh. you'll crack that thing open and be like,
1: "Oh. <laughs> this is like The New Yorker."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'll get it later. You'll grow into it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, but anyway, what are we, are we doing about? a oh, podcast? What? I don't know. Yeah. What, what do
1: you what What you do? What did watch? What you watch with your That's face? it.
0: I did it. There That's all that I did. What about you?
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> um. Okay. So yeah, I haven't had a ton of time, but uh, on Sunday night we did have the ice cream Sunday. Got to hang out with some of the people who were here at the the meetup. Great. We watched Tourist Trap. Which- don't know that. Um, it's like a TCM knockoff type of thing, but I think I think it's worth a watch, for sure. It's got some really good stuff. Okay, um, I like good yeah, stuff. It, yeah, normally we don't watch something that might be good, but I felt like, oh, everybody's been traveling back home today. Let's just enjoy ourselves. <laughs> um, so Tourist Trap is, is okay. Not amazing, but it's still okay. And um, I've also been keeping up on American Horror Story NYC. Oh, yeah, you were talking about that last time. Yeah, yeah, they're halfway through the season. They still haven't... It still hasn't got crazy yet. What? But it, like, there's so many indicators. There's a conspiracy going on, and there's supernatural shit going on, and there's just regular murder going on. And I'm... Like, so far, it's still tight. Like, it still has not spiraled out of control. So, I would, hmm. I would say it's probably about the tightest... Uh, american horror story season so far but i i really need it to spiral out of control i need it to get crazy because <laughs> uh, you know the mob is involved now
0: and that's like, interesting <laughs> you hang on to like episode eight and it's gonna be like the year is 1709 old york city yeah they're gonna change it up man otherwise somebody is like definitely putting like uh uh, uh adderall and like the ahs water cooler <laughs> or something right
1: yeah, it's the first time they've been forced to focus. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think, it's, I think it's gonna get real funky, but I, I, I like that, so I'm, I'm, hoping it gets, cause man, it, it is good. I think it's a really good season. Definitely worth checking out if you like American Horror Story, or if you've, you know, been out of American Horror Story because it is, it, it can be hard to watch sometimes. I guess um, this one's good. Definitely All
0: right, watching. well, maybe I'll give it a spin sometime, man. Uh, I think the next couple weeks are actually a little little bit slightly chill for me, unless I can just figure out a way to, to fill up every hour of the day, as I tend to do it to myself can. over and over. I, I might be able can, to do it, it if I want to. <laughs> so maybe I'll have a chance to check some of that stuff out, man. Uh, yeah, you know cool. what, Steve? The subject of today's me... episode is one poltergeist dose. Uh-huh it has got a bad, bad man with uh-huh. some scary, scary teeth, doesn't it? <laughs> Ugh.
1: Yeah, his teeth aren't looking great. And they, they, boy, that, he's so good. We'll talk about it. But he's so good at that, like, slimy smile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got gross teeth.
0: He's one of them people men who's just got themselves some old spooky teeth. Just a mouth uh-huh. that's damn haunted full. <laughs> Of Scary Teeths. Dude, I say that today, for today's installment of the Preview Palace... You
1: are in
0: the <laughs> oh. Preview
1: Palace.
0: Oh, it's so scary. <laughs> <laughs> I say we start talking about maybe some noteworthy... Scary teeth. And we talk about Ooh. just how fucking scary they might be. Let's have a little teeth rating contest, huh? On a scale of one <laughs> okay. to teeth, how do you rate these things?
1: One to teeth. All right. Let's, Let's start there.
0: off tame, okay? Mm-hmm. Dr. Teeth,
1: the Muppet. Oh, man. Well, you know, teeth are his most prominent thing, but they're not particularly creepy, you know? I mm-hmm. think if they, like... You know, because it's like... It's really like one big tooth.
0: Yeah, it is. You know. Yeah, it's a big tooth <laughs> bar. They,
1: right. If they differentiated the teeth, he'd be creepy.
0: Now I'm just kind of thinking like the life cycle of a of a muppet or a cartoon's teeth where they just have the big tooth bar like uh-huh. when they're a baby their enti- <laughs> that entire thing <laughs> comes whole in. The
1: tooth bar falls out.
0: <laughs> and then they just lose it and it's just one, you know, it's like a horseshoe just falls out of their mouth, I guess. <laughs> What is that I bet about? It makes an audible thunk when it falls, <laughs> right? It's got to sound comical <laughs> for sure. Uh, Doctor Teeth, definitely the the Muppet that is most likely to smoke hash, right?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, you know what? I'd hang out with him for sure. I'd, and like, I'd like to, to jam him the with tooth him. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like we'd get all hashed up, Dude. What, That's what they call it when you smoke hash, right? Hashed up, getting all hashed up. I'd love to have just like, a,
0: a sick old jam session with the guy.
1: For sure. Like how much how much money do you get for putting that tooth under the pillow? Plenty. That seems like it's gotta be like a hundred dollars, right? That's
0: a good question, yeah, because it's fifty yeah. percent of your total teeth, but it is just one. <laughs> what you standard just standard tooth apply. I'd be hmm. pissed. <laughs> yeah, that's a rip, honestly. If you do, that is a complete yeah. rip. Interesting. Well, we gotta find out somehow. What uh, yep, do you know about a beusey toothy, huh?
1: Oh man. Boy, I mean Gary Busey, of course. Uh, he's got a big old mouth of teeth, and Jake Busey himself uh, as well, also big old mouth of teeth. Real,
0: real quick, motion to rename them Busey the Elder, Busey the Younger.
1: Okay, yeah. So Bu- Busey the Elder, Okay, thank you. He's um his teeth, I think, fit his personality intense so yes. perfectly well. And then uh, Busey, the younger, he has, as he has aged, he's grown into his teeth, so they don't even really stand out as much. You it's know? true, yeah. You know yeah. where they
0: came from, you know? You can yeah. look at him and you know where they came from, but they are <laughs> right, settled like, down a that's little That's
1: Busey, the elder's son, right?
0: <laughs> I think the scariest thing about Busey, the elder's teeth, is you never know what's coming out from behind the teeth. It's what's behind oh, yeah. the teeth that's scariest. <laughs> you know it's what I mean? true.
1: There's something coming out from behind those teeth you do not expect.
0: Jumped up Jesus Christ on a motorcycle or whatever he fucking says. <laughs> right. yeah. Silver bullet.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Busey's, yeah, Busey the the Elder's teeth, I'd say you know, I'd put the on a on a scale of one to teeth, I'm gonna put them closer to teeth than one.
0: For sure. Mm-hmm. But the younger one, definitely more subdued, right?
1: Yeah, more subdued. He you know. You it's just like, Oh yeah, no, that's that's Busey the Elder's kid. Mm-hmm. But not like yee, you know.
0: <laughs> Sometimes a tooth is scariest when it's just hanging on, just by a dang old thread, just barely uh-huh. even there, like perhaps a brundle tooth in a fly. Ooh, yucky! Hate that! Oh, dear. Hate that! Not a fan. Mm-mm, that's teeth mm. for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, a real scary gross
1: tooth. moment. I mean, you know, it's it's a it's a movie full of gross body horror, but the teeth thing really fucks me.
0: I think it's also just such a common dream thing for so many of us. Yeah, like so uh-huh. many people, myself included, have yeah. the you know teeth crumbling, teeth falling out kind of yeah. dreams and shit. Which I mm-hmm. guess is supposed to be some kind of self-image reflection. Whatever, yeah, Sigmund definitely. fucking Freud, whatever. <laughs> I yeah, I I have the
1: teeth crushing thing though. I haven't I haven't actually had that nightmare in a very long time. I haven't either. Uh, and I used to grind my teeth in my sleep, and I don't anymore. And I wonder if they're
0: related. Hmm. Interesting, could be, yeah, yeah, maybe. Hmm. Man, I hate seeing them teeth just fall out that feller's head. Ain't no good. Ugh.
1: it's very yuck. Yeah, very very gross.
0: I would much rather have a tooth that is just long and strong, and down to speak the word of Sauron.
1: Oh, yucky! Are we talking about the mouth <laughs> of Sauron? Hell yeah! Sauron, we I are say?
0: Sauron, Sauron, Sauron. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dude, that guy, and you only see him in the extended cut. I remember, man, yeah. the first time that I saw that motherfucker in the extended cut of Return of a King, I was like, what in the fuck is this? Yeah. And how did they cut this from the movie? That guy. Why, yeah, why? What the yeah, it's fuck, so man? good. His teeth uh-huh. look so oily. They got oil all over him. Yeah, it's like he can't
1: close his mouth, but yeah. somehow he's got these, like, <laughs> like a, I, I guess, like, maybe the the... Thing they were trying to convey is like he can't close his mouth, so he has to like put these oil this oil all over his teeth, keeps it greasy. Yeah, it's real gross.
0: Could you imagine that guy going after some corn on a cob? (laughs) I'd
1: like to see him and the chatterer from Hellraiser go at some corn on the cob at a
0: corn eating contest, (laughs) like them facing off versus like Kobayashi or something. Sign me up. I'm there for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh That'd be great. (laughs) Do you think he does it? (laughs) Okay. Here's the question Does he do it around the world, typewriter style, or long ways? I hope he does it long way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Long ways. Uh
1: huh. (laughs) <laughs> Deep throating that corn on the cob. I guess so. Just pulls it straight <laughs> out, I
0: suppose. <laughs> I think the Chatterer is more of a typewriter corn eater for sure.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And probably like needs help. There's probably a particular Cenobite with like a typewriter, like the typewriter face, I guess. He sure. comes along yeah. and holds the corn on the cob in his face, mm-hmm. and the Chatterer just eats it. Yep.
0: sure. Yeah, in life he was a journalist that was uh, 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 fucked up and loved corn. I don't know. And
1: he oh, he pursued a story about the box and then ended up opening the box. Hellraiser socks. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that is the that is debtor, By the way, that is the that's the same.
0: Yeah, that's same the thing. plot to Debtor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. I had a cousin. What had? Some scary teeth. I'll tell you what. <laughs> you throwing, throwing your cousin's scary teeth in? I am. I'm tossing this okay. into the into the fucking pile right here because I had a cousin what had like a like a damn like a damn Jaws teeth scenario. They found oh, out Jesus, she was born with two sets of adult teeth. That was uh what? Yeah. So after okay, her, so you- her baby teeth come mm-hmm. out she had to have like yep. all of her adult teeth pulled so her adult adult oh, teeth could come in god that's a nightmare here's that the thing is a though nightmare and we've not seen oh. the results yet but what if the deal is is that my cousin is actually some kind of like an X man who was born to live like 300 years and it's like you have your baby <laughs> teeth your first lifetime teeth your second lifetime teeth and they just oh, went shit. and pulled them Oh no! Right
1: now you're gonna be you know living very long but not have good teeth because you pulled.
0: That's yeah. Because those damn doctors.
1: Yeah, and this just reminds me of that condition where people grow bone like uh, teeth on their bones. I hate how that
0: sounds so much. Oh,
1: dude! Like I remember somebody. uh, I think it was uh, the track and field coach was talking about it one time. He was talking about a kid who grew. Bones on his feet, and I thought like <gasps> as I aged, feet, I was
0: huh?
1: yeah, bones on his feet. Sorry, teeth on his feet. Ugh. Um, and I thought forever, I was like that was bullshit, and then I found out it was real, and I was like, oh god, no, that can happen. Uh, what? It's just making my bones feel crazy right now. I got crazy bone.
0: Got the old crazy bone. Bone, 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 bone. Bon, bon, bon. bon. I'm gonna miss everybody. <laughs>
1: That was man. the best rendition of bone I've heard in a while. Oh, yeah, for
0: sure. Obviously. Without yeah. without equal, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, a, man, that is a medical condition I don't want no part of. Similar to a Vahina dentata. What do you know about that?
1: <laughs> well, it's not a real thing. But, uh, yeah. You sure? Yeah, if it were, that would be scary. Are you sure? Yeah. Well, I guess since you can grow teeth on bone, that then a teeth could grow on the Pubic bone, so I guess that's a po- semi possibility. Okay,
0: hear me out. Okay, this is gonna get graphic. Okay, <laughs> this might sound crazy. Maybe this is something you've, right. you've experienced. Maybe not. You can put your, your your penis in a mouth, and that feels awesome. Yeah, that uh-huh. thing's full of teeth. We all know it. Yeah, there's all sorts of teeth in there. Yeah. All kinds. Uh huh. I'm just saying, maybe vagina dentata is not that bad. Uh, yeah, good point. Maybe like, not. You know, it's just like, yeah,
1: wait, what were they afraid of? What's Freud's deal here? I know, right? <laughs> freud was really anti-oral like that was just not for him <laughs>
0: a cigar is
1: never a cigar <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: you put your penis and teeth yuck <laughs> that's a bad thing i'm gonna write a whole thing about it
0: <laughs> i'm just saying maybe it's not that bad
1: no i agree with you i agree with you You're, that yeah so that's definitely closer to one than teeth um speaking though of something that i would say is it's teeth for sure. I sent you a picture of this because you haven't seen this, but ooh. the tooth creature from Channel Zero. Ooh
0: man, ooh, ooh! Don't like that.
1: I guess, and it also it eats teeth. Ew! So that's that's like additionally gross. It's covered in teeth, and the teeth kind of trill, like ooh, they yeah, click they like against move. each other or something. Yeah, and it makes like little like gross clicky teeth noises i hate all uh, of that
0: i hate everything about that that's awful also it's like the joke like oh you're what you eat (laughs) he's teeth. (laughs) (laughs) good point (laughs) he's teeth
1: fucking lame dude ew
0: the concept
1: of eating teeth with teeth is so fucking funny to me (laughs) you know what
0: yeah yeah it is kind of silly when you get down to it huh
1: yes it is huh but it's it's very gross and I can I reframe that
0: thing. as like being okay if I look at it and I'm like, it's chiclet, man. It's chiclet, man. It's chiclet, man. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, this, yeah, this is just a guy who wants everybody to have fresh breath.
0: Yeah. And take the thing about it is. from me, he'd say. You'd like, you'd take a big bite out of them and you'd be uh-huh. like, oh, he's not so bad for about 30 seconds. And he'd be like, I need oh, to take yeah. another bite of him so I'll regain the flavor. The flavor has gone so fast.
1: And that's his curse. Right? Everybody wants a second bite. But he can't give anyone a second bite because they're going to want a third. Yeah. He knows they're going to eat him. Mm-hmm. I get it.
0: Listen, why is it in this age of technology... Listen, science is king. God is dead. Why don't uh-huh. we have juicy fruit gum that, that keeps its flavor? Why? Why? <laughs> we have like... All these gums now, where like the peppermint flavor lasts all day. We have like cinnamon gum that never loses its flavor and shit. Juicy fruit, where the fuck
1: are you? First off, let's just talk about that name. It is neither juicy nor could I identify a fruit that it tastes like.
0: Sir, that is not juice. That is your spittle. (laughs) That is your spittle, sir. Just, i,
1: I want to say that about a juicy ipa just have a taste of it and be like that's not juice that's spittle <laughs> sir that is your spittle. sir this is a spittle
0: it tastes unlike any fruit i've ever had but you never yep. get to really analyze it because it's like five seconds in it's over a well, real yeah, fucking two pump chump that juicy fruit
1: <laughs> it is seriously like do not expect juicy fruit to get you off you're gonna have to handle yourself Oh, yeah.
0: You got to take care of your mm-hmm. own. Mm-hmm. You fucking around mm-hmm. with that thing up in your grill, huh?
1: No juicy fruit for me, please.
0: No, huh? All right, who else is on your tooth list here, dude?
1: <sighs> well, this one is just... I mean, I think several people out there are going to hear this and go, fucking yes, or they've already thought it. But in Aladdin, when Aladdin. Jafar Disney's Aladdin. is in his old man disguise his teeth are outrageous oh his teeth they're like they're like you know brown or whatever but they're all like weird lengths and then they all kind of like interlock together in an unnatural way way. yeah it's so gross i mean Mm. come on jafar what are you doing to us
0: come on man why you got to be that already creepy yeah give me the creepy teeth on top of that's definitely a a teeth on a scale of teeth is what you're saying Oh yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Get the hell out of here, Jafar. Ooh, what about some uh, some horror icons, maybe that creep you with the teeth?
1: Ooh, horror icons that creep me with the teeth. Maybe a clown um, man.
0: Maybe a Pennywise. Maybe
1: a Pennywise. Yeah, his teeth are because they're you know they're they're those like they're like fangs, but they're not they're like in those like weird rows of like circular rows or whatever yeah like a lamprey i was
0: gonna say kind of lamprey like which is just the ugh. fucking the the worst i don't want to look at those things ever yeah
1: yeah so yeah he's oh uh, uh, gosh i can't imagine get oh I, I don't want to get bitten at all no but getting bitten And it being like everywhere, like the teeth are just all over you,
0: biting. Pretty rough.
1: Get the fuck out of here with that, Pennywise.
0: I'm just going to put one out here. And and don't get me wrong here. I'm not making fun of nobody because of their appearance. I'm not trying to come down on somebody just because of of the way the Lord made them. And I can also make this joke because she has uh, obviously infinitely more wealth than me and uh, (laughs) doesn't have to worry about anything in life giada de la renta has too many teeth okay too many <laughs> calm it down with the teeth giada calm down you know what i'm talking about like yeah the the type
1: she 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 is one of many many people that have that smile that is just the full mouth smile where you can see literally all of their teeth. all of it everything yeah
0: goes all the way yeah. back like like dangle the joker when he got those scars you know <laughs> shows Giadas me all don't the teeth bother
1: me the, I know what you're talking about. I, I don't want to name anyone, but especially someone who, uh, if you if you smile like that and then you have veneers that make your teeth all the same length, it is unnerving. It's
0: just not right. It just doesn't yeah. look right to me. Yeah, Giada needs yeah. to calm it down with all the teeth. Okay, <laughs> calm it down. <laughs> Scary. That is a definite teeth on the scale of teeth to me. <laughs> Giada is a teeth dude. She's a teeth okay. dude. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'll scale one to teeth. She's at the top, man. Damn, dude. <laughs> that is quite a list
1: of scary teeth.
0: Of spooky teeth here on Dead and Lovely. Uh, I look forward to hearing about your scariest teeth on our social media pages. Follow us Instagram, the Facebook group, which is the best, uh, Twitter, yep. wherever, Elon Musk's Twitter. Right?
1: Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I don't even want to think about what's going on with that, dude. what are we gonna what's going to start with our... the election happening oh, today? I am not oh. interested.
0: <laughs> when are we going to start putting uh, some of that Patreon money that we make towards that eight dollars a month to stay checkmarked? Dude? I was,
1: I, I we are not doing that. I will go ahead and announce <laughs> no, that we're not doing it. that. Yeah,
0: no. <laughs> no, we will
1: not pay Elon Musk to get eight more dollars. attention.
0: What a stupid fucking vanity project.
1: <laughs> he's an idiot. <laughs> he's going. It's Eventually, he's going to understand all of the rules Twitter had in place and put them in place himself, but give them a different fucking name. And it's just going to be like, Elon saved Twitter. You know, all of his stupid fans are going to be like, he saved Twitter. And it's going to be like, no, he didn't. He gave you the exact same thing you had before, and he had a fucking public meltdown doing it.
0: Oh, but hey, man, very similar to how he invented the electric car and stuff, too, right? And Jeez, invented all this right. other stuff that he, you know, just there's, bought and put his there's name There's so on.
1: many people that need to be kicked. <laughs> He's one of them. <laughs>
0: just kick that man. Kick him. Just kick him. In his area, you know? where Just he somewhere, choose.
1: anywhere. In the body area.
0: In the body. Kick him in the body, I say. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Steve, the subject of today's show is one poltergeist to uh-huh. Poltergeist Boogaloo. The Other Side Boogaloo. Boogaloo. The Other Side, yep. meaning the you know five, five minutes, roughly, at the end of the movie, where they go to the other side. But don't worry about that. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, I saw this movie for the first time several years ago. Uh, I think it was one of those times that Kate was working a lot of late-night hours and stuff, and I'd just pick a random horror movie to watch about every night, and I, I came across this one on a streaming service. And uh-huh. I think I had just watched it once, um, up until okay. the other night when we watched it for the show. And I remember thinking it's like, okay, it's not like the the true classic of the original, but it's all right. It's worth watching again. So I was sure. excited to watch this one uh, a second time here for the show. When's the first time you watched this one?
1: Uh, probably back in the, I would I would assume it came out on video in eighty late eighty six or eighty seven, but I, I know it, it was summer of eighty seven that we watched it because uh, I have a very very particular story. This movie scared the shit out of me as a kid. Um, And (laughs) we also, not long after watching it, we were playing outside. It was a summer day playing outside. It was like sunny and we were playing in the woods. And there was this like region uh, area that was kind of rocky that we would play around. We'd like build our forts there. Anyway, like, a little bit further down the hill, there was something that looked kind of like a cave, and it creeped us out, so we would never go down there. And we, like, not, it was, you know, we had just seen Poltergeist 2, so we started creating this, like, character that lived in the cave. (laughs) Uh, And we called him Chief Peckerhead.
0: Okay, Uh, yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, if you want to cancel me for using Chief, I was six. And I had seen this movie, which we'll talk about. It's uh, magical, yeah, magical Native American characteristic here. In 1987,
0: everyone was very sensitive.
1: I know, I know. (laughs) So, Chief Chief Peckerhead, we invented, and at a certain point, we decided we were going to have a war with Chief Peckerhead. Like, we started throwing rocks toward the area and like yelling at him and stuff, and it. went from a completely sunny day to suddenly raining which you and i know as people from the south happens all
0: the time it does happen
1: uh but as i guess six or seven year old at the time it was like holy shit and we all started running we just ran (laughs) we ran home yeah we it was it really was just like because of the scene with with kane when he makes it start raining and then it stops raining like it really was. We ran home, and it stopped raining, and we were like, that confirms it. <laughs> Chief Beckerhead <laughs> is real. <laughs> I'm
0: thinking like later on, like you were, let's say, like 18, 19 years old. You were out at the airport. You were at the Mouse's Club strip uh, strip bar. The Mouse's Ear. Mm-hmm. 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 And I think that you know somebody suddenly threw like a huge amount of ones in the air, and you're like, oh, <laughs> he's making it rain. He is here. <laughs> Chief Beckerhead, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a similar reaction then?
1: Yeah, I did, yeah. but you know, I didn't want to say anything because <laughs> I was embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah, this movie uh, and, and rewatching it, I will say, like, uh, I was, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't wrong as a child to be super creeped out by some of this stuff, especially Kane and uh, some of the other, you know, like special effects stuff. Like, it is good and and creepy in those elements. Yeah, it certainly has issues it does <laughs> but i i i think uh, you know we've got a lot to talk about here there this movie it it's a sequel to an already successful steven uh, spielberg movie that's coming toby what? hooper movie oh. isn't it
0: uh, sorry toby hooper directed um.
1: <laughs> slash steven spielberg uh, co-written and produced um but four years after that very successful you know absolute classic horror movie and it's the same writers uh, a different director who's you know uh, more of a uh, he worked on a lot of bbc tv he didn't really have a whole lot of films to his credit um but he, you you're really kind of you know kind of thrown into a very similar vibe to what we had in the first one and that's Kind of one of the complaints people had back in the day is that, you know, you're not getting anything overly new. It seems kind of like a retread of of the previous thing with just a new villain attached. And mm-hmm. I can get that. That's, you know, a, an in okay In a way, complaint. I guess. In a way, yeah. But again, and I've talked about this uh, when I, I talked about, you know, watching The Fly 2 recently. This is a period when people are just... Uh, sequels are kind of looked down on and people were kind of getting burnt out on horror movies and horror movie sequels and I think people just didn't give it a chance because watching it this time um, I was watching it with Emily and Anna and they hadn't seen it and they both were very much you know uh, enjoying the the scares and the the effects and stuff I mean the ending of course they found anticlimactic cuz it is Cause and we'll it talk is. about why yeah but i think it's i think it works and i think those you know a lot of the criticisms that came out at that time really were just tinged with people's disdain for sequels and and getting tired of of horror movies in general around that time
0: i think you're right i mean there's there's stuff in this movie to love there's stuff in this movie that definitely got you know just murdered on the editing room floor. There's a lot yep. of stuff in this movie that doesn't really come together and make a ton of sense. Yep. And there's also a lot of parts in this movie where you know you really start to appreciate what a, a good script does in the hands of a really, 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 really capable director like Steven Spielberg in his in his right. fight and weight. You know, because this this movie a lot yeah. of times does kind of feel like it's a steven spielberg like tribute band you know where it's uh pretty close a pretty good uh, one yeah uh
1: but not yeah you don't necessarily nail it yeah i i'll agree with that and you know because you have the writers back from the first one i think the script uh clearly has a lot to it and i'm going to talk about some of the themes but we should get into the production issue of this this was supposed to be a 131 minute movie a big and, one. So a lot of the flaws we're going to be pointing out with this film are not the fault of the filmmakers or the writers or the actors. They're the their studio choices that were really bad. But why? And like
0: why did they cut so much of this movie out? I well that
1: is that is kind of long for a horror movie and as I said this is a period where the the return on horror movies is kind of starting to lower um You know, if you you know get a little context for that, you can watch the, um, you know the the Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street documentaries. They they talk about a good bit how the you know return for sequels was just going downhill by the mid to late eighties, um, and that's why you know a lot of franchises didn't survive into the nineties and why you didn't get a ton of uh, Friday the Thirteenth or Nightmare on Elm Street movies through the nineties. Because people were just tired of them, so I think maybe the studio thought nobody's going to want to come see a horror movie sequel, not directed by Toby Hooper, not having Steven Spielberg involved, and sit for 131 minutes. Mm-hmm. So they were thinking if we make it make it, you know, quick and feature length, then you know, just 90 minutes, maybe we'll get more ticket sales. Uh, but obviously, they made really dumb decisions. In editing, for sure. Yeah. They basically edit edit out all the uh, resolution to any of the thematic issues and just give us a real quick and dirty ending that doesn't really. It's not earned by what you see on the screen. It goes way too fast. And you just. Yeah. It kind of undercuts all the terror and stuff that you feel throughout from like Kane or from, you know, the fucking. Vomit creature or the beast Like all that stuff is is rad But then the ending Is just like oh no they got sucked In no everybody's sucked in now it's done Bye He
0: threw the spear it's fine Bye yeah It it really does suffer there in the third Act and the problem is is that the The entire second act of The movie is like all right we Got to prepare for this battle we got to get ready Like the second act of the movie is about What's going to happen in the third act And then the third act is over in like five minutes
1: it's a fart yeah it is a wet fart it's just like man you you've built me up you've given me so many things like i think one of the main themes of the film is about i mean this is just like in you know poltergeist one it's a it's a movie about domesticity it's a movie about family and you know uh you know the first one is is really about the suburbs and Different things about capitalism and yeah, America. Buying and I into think this, the
0: American idea right. of living the dream and shit, brand name, everything. A house in the suburbs yeah, exactly. looks like everybody else's. We we did an episode on yeah. that. Um, it was over Probably a year a few ago. Years ago. Yeah, yeah huh? Check that one out uh, yeah. for all the details there. But yeah, the, that movie really dug into a lot of the the American ideal of the eighties.
1: Yeah, and this one I think digs into uh, patriarchy and the concept of like. Having, uh, you know, a, a male run home and a male breadwinner. Like, what we have is Steven really dealing with, like, feeling like he's a failure because he doesn't reach the uh, yuppie masculine ideal. Like, and the movie is, is really Taylor teaching him that he doesn't have to be that. He needs to be a father. Mm-hmm. So... Kane's message and, and I'll read some of the stuff he says that I think like really comes across like terminally online incel uh, cell nonsense right now. Yeah. <laughs> like he he Kane's message to him is really just like you need to take charge of your family. You need to be in control. When ta- when Kane takes possession of him, he's creepy to his daughter and then he sexually assaults his wife. Like that's the masculine ideal for Kane. And his his entire like like plan is to possess Carol Ann. He wants he wants to completely and totally own a small girl. Like right, yeah. There's just all this like it's fucking creepy. Creepy patriarchal dripping nonsense from him. And then Taylor is giving this you know he gives this speech about taking responsibility. About you know not not shying away from your failures and stuff and he he's he's very much telling him like you know you're you're not a failure your family's in it together you you all have to work together you can't just put it all on yourself so the the movie is trying to do this really cool thing where you know we we've we've critiqued the suburbs we've critiqued the american ideal now let's critique the masculine ideal and you you get right up to the point where he pukes out you know the vom- the vomit creature where it's basically like they just had a conversation with him possessed as Cain and, and the fucking wife Diane. Um, he he just had this conversation about how Diane didn't want Carol Ann. Yeah, yeah. And how she and and then like suddenly now he is he has to deliver he has to deliver this creature he doesn't want. Like he goes through the experience, and that's kind of his turning point. But then the movie goes into turbo speed, and we don't get a resolution to that theme.
0: And it's like, wait, what? I know, right? Because especially that moment in the movie is just so batshit insane. And it's like I yes. hadn't really even considered the yeah uh, you know, the entire like male birth kind of aspect to that that you're just yeah. talking about. But yeah, it's totally yeah. there.
1: Yeah, and and yeah, and we're talking about Giger designed creatures, so. It it looks great, and it's um I can't uh, the the um, stuntman who played it he's a triple amputee
0: yeah so like, that. it
1: looks so good and real, and then like they they make it smile with the wires, and it looks unnatural, but it looks like. Um, Kane's unnatural smile so it works yeah. like it's, it's nightmarish
0: yeah. like I know a lot of people yeah. like kind of crack on that scene and maybe they do show its face just a
1: little too a little long. too long
0: yeah but yeah. at the same time that entire scene is so surreal and just like something out of a weird fucked up dream that it still yeah. kind of works for me honestly by the way that guy that played yeah the worm creature thing uh that is the same stuntman that was in is it like the Dream Child? Whenever there is that scene where like Freddy is like bursting out of the kid and all that shit at the oh, end. Oh, is
1: it? Okay,
0: yeah. You, you know the scene I'm talking about where they're kind of yeah, merging together, uh-huh. and it's like, oh, they use yeah, like a that's the Dream Child, a, an amputee for that scene. It's the same oh. guy. So that guy's also fucking Freddy Krueger
1: weird connection because the dream child is in this he's one of kane's right. people like one of the ghostly people i could huh, have sworn cool. i
0: saw that fucking kid in there i was like wait hang on just a second was that that kid yeah. from jurassic park would get scared about a eight foot chicken uh-huh. <laughs> surely enough it was
1: surely it was yeah well that's cool yeah like i think that effect is great i know that uh, giger didn't like the execution on his designs because he he couldn't leave germany at the time um so he had he had one of his associates on set while he was like sending him the designs and stuff i think it's and he said that, scary yeah i think it's great i think i think that and the beast look great uh i do understand though he was you know clearly had a, a very specific aesthetic and i i would i would say yeah that the vomit creature doesn't necessarily look like a giger design but it looks awesome.
0: It does. Even if it does yeah. display a little bit of the people's eyebrow in that close-up scene. He,
1: he does give them the people's eyebrow, but they did deserve it. So,
0: <laughs> Could they smell what the worm was cooking? I think exactly. they could. Bunch
1: of jabronis. The, the beast itself looks very much like a Giger design, to the point that I, I didn't notice it until just watching it through before we recorded. It looks like the Demogorgon.
0: It really does. Like after you've pointed yeah. that out, it's like yes, that kind of tingly yeah. head thing totally uh-huh. does.
1: Yeah. So I, I, that's that's really cool that you know Stranger Things. You know, I, I would imagine the uh, the Duffer Brothers, they're '80s horror aficionados. I'd imagine that was probably in their head, and they also have Rand Giger working on it. So it's really cool that they, there's that connection to Poltergeist too for that.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, and some of the effects and everything in here are are really sick. There are some great-ass special effects in this. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot to complain about exactly. Uh, man, no. those scenes, like, they're in the very end where they're on the other side, and I'm uh-huh. not even really sure why, but, like, Carol Ann, like, ages in front of them.
1: uh uh-huh, that's so cool. I don't know exactly. Yeah, I think they're really – it was that Kane was trying to – uh you know uh psych out steven um by basically showing him his daughter die but it's so interesting to me like <sighs> okay let's talk about the curse of poltergeist right quick all right let's um, get in here because because uh as, as we talked about maybe in the first one heather o'rourke who plays carol ann she she's the only one other than Zelda Rubenstein in all three of the movies, but she did die before Poltergeist three came out at, at the age of twelve. Uh oh, it was so tragic. Yeah. She, she contracted Giardiasis from from some well water Ooh. at her family's home in Big Bear. So
0: gotta watch that for Giardia, uh, man. That shit'll get you.
1: Yeah. For real. So really sad. But going into this movie. They had lost, um, you know, the the sister from the first one played by Dominique Dunn.
0: Yeah, man. Just got hushed. fucking brutally murdered by a boyfriend.
1: Yeah, her ex-boyfriend, who had been abusive and she had broken up with, John Thomas Sweeney, had killed her. Now, here's the outrageous thing. Um, John Thomas Sweeney probably could have gone and seen poltergeist 2 in theater by the time he was out
0: that's fucked up man
1: yep yep he served three and a half years in prison uh i read a an la times article that was written four months after he got out of prison and uh he was already head chef at a place in santa barbara yikes man yeah the judge involved is blamed very much for him not getting a murder conviction Oh. Um, he made a ton of very obviously biased decisions, but then tried to say later that if I could have given him 25, I would have given him 25. If I could have, could have given him life, I would have given him life. I agree with everyone that based on his past record of violence, he is dangerous to any woman. What? So, <laughs> that's fun. Just And he's still alive.
0: Yay. Wow. So, there's
1: a judge saying that man should still be in prison, probably.
0: Okay. Total Um, side tangent, if I may. Yeah. Because I did just find this out. Good, Good justice. Are you ready for this? Uh Uh-huh. I just found out that one of my favorite students that I've ever worked with, who is a a, a former judge, Uh is the guy that put behind bars the guys that did the bum fights DVDs. Oh, good. He that's put them nice. away.
1: Good. Fuck those guys. Yeah,
0: and there was more to it but than also I knew, fuck too. fuck
1: capitalism. I mean, their argument would be good enough, right? They're exploiting capitalism. That I, I can't see any capitalists being able to say they're not, but um, I guess capitalism likes to keep its reputation clean. So they're in jail, at least. That's
0: good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that just so made me happy. Of, it just reminded me of that.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, we, we lost Dominic Dunn before this came out. Also, um, Julian Beck, who plays Kane, was diagnosed with stomach cancer in 1983. So uh, he was actively dying while recording or filming this. He was dead before the the movie even came out. And they had to actually have someone else do some dubbing, ADR dubbing, for his voice. I got nailed it.
0: You cannot tell when anything is dubbed. It's crazy. No, it's it's really good. So, okay, here's the thing. Yes, there are a lot of weird, shady things related to people that were in these movies that passed away, oftentimes, sure. tragically and unexpectedly. I'm just saying, the guy had already had cancer for, like, years. Yeah, no,
1: they knew when they hired him, I would assume, that that could happen. Uh, also, after this came out, and before Poltergeist 3 came out, Will Sampson, who plays Taylor, died uh, shortly after receiving a, a heart and lung transplant. So, Whoa, Damn. Yeah, and you know there there apparently were things that happened on set or whatever, but I think a lot of the stuff that happened on set is probably just played up for the idea of sure. the curse. Because yeah, um, yeah. weird shit happens on every set. Because th- there are a ton of people doing stuff, and people can't keep track of everything that's going on, and then it's like, whoa, how'd that happen? Well, somebody curse. probably walked in here and made it happen. <laughs> probably <laughs> cursed. Yeah, probably cursed. Um, But yeah, it's interesting, though, that the just so many people were so you know unfortunately uh died in this this short period of time that were like connected to this series i also i agree that i don't think there is a curse and i zelda rubenstein basically said the exact same thing that Mm. the curse is bullshit um I heard it it that E-Buzz sad. ain't
0: with us no more neither though. So
1: Corey's mom, Corey of the Jack of All Graves, who's been on our our show, I think three times now, at that um, dang
0: hangout too.
1: Yeah, her mom often points out in almost any movie that dog's probably
0: dead now. Oh, so you don't I'm have to call do that, the that Corey's
1: mom rule.
0: Aw. <laughs> Side note about that dog, man. Do you ever think E-Buzz ever just looks around at all the shit going on around him with his family? Shit flying through the air again. He's got a damn bite on these electrical wires, all kinds of crazy shit. Do you ever think that dog is ever like, Man, my life fucking sucks. Why couldn't I have gotten adopted by a normal-ass family?
1: Yeah, I mean, they named him E Buzz like he was a fucking Burger King mascot in the early 2000s.
0: He heard that name and he was like, God damn, are you serious? Like, (laughs) Rex was taking something cool, E Buzz. And now you assholes are fucking out here playing with ghosts and stuff. God damn it.
1: Yeah, poor dog. Like, you know, I guarantee one of his, uh, you know, litter mates is probably off just living the dream, no ghosts anywhere. No, probably getting belly
0: rubs and fucking milk bones all the time. Then Uh look at the shit this guy's having to deal with.
1: (laughs) Poor E-Buzz. He He makes it out alive. He does, and that's nice. I mean, the thing about these these movies is, uh, you know, nobody was killed, necessarily. The grandmother dies, but it... As much like horrific shit that happens in the poltergeist movies, it's not about gore and and, and killing necessarily, mm-hmm, though no. it's there. Yeah, the yeah, the gore. Um, yeah, I I like that. I like that it really is centrally about the family and domesticity, and like they really are trying to make thematic points. Um, but also, I I like that it it, it really is like because I mean, man looking at that vomit creature it it's it's some like lovecraftian type of shit like it is hideous it (laughs) is it is meant to be this like stunted uh worm of a man growing into a a like demi demogorgon type creature like it's so gross um and to think that I, i watched this as a little bitty kid it's like Wow, I can't believe what they used to show us as kids. But then this movie makes the point uh, that uh, children can handle a lot more than you think, you know, etc. Remember, he's, he's like, he's got the kid out in the tent. Uh, Taylor does. Uh, he's got the kid with the braces. What is his name? Robbie. Shit. Robbie. That's right. He's yeah. He's got Robbie out. And he's basically you know telling him he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to fight. Like they're all gonna have to fight this thing. And the mom's like, you know, don't turn my kid into a warrior, etc. And, and Taylor makes a good point that, you know, kids, kids are often put into these positions and they have to know how to act. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's, it's nice, I guess, in a way that I saw this as a kid, because like, it really isn't about death and destruction so much as about like a family coming together and learning to face their terrors and fears together. It's a nice message at the end, even though the ending is, rushed Abroad. as hell
0: yeah yeah definitely yeah. let's talk about taylor a little bit here um i think uh-huh. in yeah. in 2022 it's really easy to look at this and be like oh, okay it's another mystical right. non-white person right mystical native
1: america that, that that just like you know he's got a you know an innate connection to the spirit spiritual realms and nature and stuff like that and cars
0: yeah. <laughs> yes. That
1: that is actually part of the the trope though that they they like they will oftentimes throw in some connection to to something that seemingly is is not natural, yeah. But this is this is very much that. It's and that is bad for for many reasons, particularly that it often turns uh, an entire complex, you know, spiritual belief into just hokum and magic you totally know? right um but this you're right in context you know it, it's it's a little different we're talking about a time where previous to the 80s any native american character was often just the the savage
0: yes um, yeah i was gonna say i mean it's like i know that growing up in the 80s yeah. you know the the representations that we got were like tonto sure uh, yeah, yeah shitty, previous shitty to, stuff like that
1: yeah previous to that but yeah around around this time in the 80s um yeah there was just this like i guess widely socially acceptable uh, political correctness regarding native americans where people started to feel like no we've done something wrong people started saying native americans uh though that took a while to fully catch on sure yeah uh,
0: people started decorating uh, people, with dream catchers in their house they did people
1: i remember this being such a, a part of my childhood as you'd go over to the house that would just be decked out all over in a mishmash of native american stuff that i mean looking at it now you can be like gosh that is racist but they thought they were doing something they thought there was some progress culture or something right yeah yeah in reality they were
0: buying like shitty uh painted plates from right a newspaper catalog (laughs) exactly
1: yeah there's still people who dress up as you know uh uh, native americans for halloween or whatever and be like we're doing it respectfully and it's like come on man we've all as a society been saying for a long time no you're not
0: yeah maybe (laughs) don't
1: just listen yeah uh, but yeah I mean this this character I think is presented at the very least um, as more complex though he is still very much the the trope um, I, I do think though at the end whenever he goes off with the car it makes me want a sequel that is Taylor and a station wagon that's like basically a a herbie goes bananas horror comedy Fuck where yeah. they go and like deal with poltergeists and shit Fuck that yeah. would be awesome
0: just a man and uh-huh. his wagon and a car that has feelings like <laughs> i really need that that car is steaming mad shit like that yeah exactly, exactly. i would absolutely pay great money for that absolutely yes 100%. give me that movie man um, yeah. I think that he does a great job in this, too. I think that he does a really good job of balancing being, yeah, you know, mystical, mysterious, whatever. But then also, he's got some funny lines. I, l- I love that part where he's like, I don't cahoot with anybody or whatever he says. Uh-huh. You yeah. her? Yeah. I've never cahooted yeah. with anyone. Like, he's good at playing that shit, too.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you know, just like in the first one, you've got the super charming relationship between Stephen and Diane, uh, and they're and they're funny in that like charming way. Uh, yeah, it's 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 just it's filled with I guess like jokes that I would say are like family pleasant. Yeah. They're not exactly you know trying to make this a comedy. They're just showing they're showing your average person and their level of humor, which I think it works. Like you said, like some of them catchy really is really funny. I think whenever. Um, uh, Craig T Nelson is doing that whole thing where he's like he's talking trying to say how tolerant he is and clear like clearly indicating that he's not tolerant at all. Like that—that that is presented so perfectly funny because he's doing it so straight. Yeah, but it still comes off as like you goof, like you don't get what an idiot you are. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm sure that a lot of people, you know, that were around his same age in the theaters watching it were like, oh huh, yeah, me too. I'm about one, yeah one thirty second. <laughs> I read Cherokee some of the chapters well. of that book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes.
1: And and the thing is, this this movie is definitely calling out boomers like it, i know right <laughs> and it's it's doing it in a perfect time because it's like you know it's it's the the people who wrote this uh, most likely boomer generation i have to assume i didn't look up their birth dates but i'd have to assume it's almost like they're they're calling out boomers for all the things they pretended to be as teenagers that they aren't now as adults the, right yeah the, it's the, like the oh y- you to care yuppie about hippie pipeline
0: yeah, yes. yeah, like the whole like uh-huh. oh, Mother Earth, fucking peace, love, happiness, hippie stuff that yeah didn't amount to anything. You were just trying to get chicks or whatever.
1: <laughs> exactly, and that yes, yeah, because they want to believe that that you know they them going to a party and smoking weed and having sex with a chick with underarm hair was the reason why people have civil rights now, like. It's it's ridiculous, and the, the movie calls them out very specifically on it. Like there There's the line where she says, Stephen, you were never a hippie. You were always into making money. The only reason you painted your Van glow colors and uh, grew your hair long was to impress Cookie Gurnage. Right. And that's like a message well, yes. to all boomers. It's just like you weren't doing something. You were joining a trend. That's it. Yeah. You weren't ever what you said you were.
0: Well, and especially, too, one thing that I got out of this that I just keep seeing more and more of, the older and more vocal on social media the boomer generation gets, is this refusal to believe the things that they are seeing happening right in front of them. Like, one year earlier in this family, their child was sucked into another dimension, Mm-hmm. And his yep. wife had to go in with a rope tied around her waist and get, uh, you know, teleported through the living room fucking ceiling portal covered in yeah. uh, strawberry jello to save their child. <laughs> but then at the same time, one year later, Krazy Nelson coach is like, "Oh, you! This is some kind of scam. You're trying to get money out of me. You're working with Tangina, like the woman that fucking." Saved your kid a year ago, yeah. and now you're just like, oh, this is some kind of hoax. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a really good satirization of a generation, and and I I think that like, you know, it, it it's very much in line with satirizing and and making comment on the suburbs and the American dream and patriarchy and all this stuff. Like, they're very much, you know presenting yuppies with the reality of who they are (laughs) like and and saying you know that the things that you do will haunt you they will follow you no matter where you go you cannot escape who you are and the best way to change that is to turn things around and become a different person
0: Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah definitely some good old 80s parenting in here too i love like yeah. you know again a year ago carolyn lost in another dimension this right. year you go to the mall and you're like i'm walking kid like i don't know where the <laughs> fuck you are you're on your own jackass oh where's my kid yeah. damn 80s parenting shit right there man
1: yeah it really, yeah they fucking nail the 80s parenting for sure and that
0: scene is where we where we meet kane and dude yeah i'm telling you yes this movie has its problems obviously but holy shit it is worth watching for him i think that yeah. he is what? so phenomenally fucking creepy absolutely
1: yeah absolutely one of the better horror villains that just doesn't get talked about enough and I want to talk about julian beck because i didn't know anything about him going into this Mm -hmm. i started reading about him and i was like this is an interesting motherfucker right here so julian beck in the 40s was an abstract expressionist painter no shit um mm -hmm, yeah he was at yale and he met um he met uh oh fuck what was her name Uh, i don't know her name off the top of my head judith molina he met judith molina who was uh into theater acting as
0: Dr Octopus's and, mom Yeah yeah Judith <laughs> Dr Molina.
1: Octopus's mom mm-hmm. <laughs> She had seven arms Madam
0: Octopus mm-hmm.
1: That was her yeah Um so Beck and melina founded the Living Theater in 1947 which is still going today Um they were also polyamorous and Beck was bisexual and they had a long-term relationship with actor Elian Troya, as well as sharing a lover, Lester Schwartz, for years. Hmm. Um, so Beck was diagnosed with stomach cancer, and he used it in his acting here. Jesus. Like, this is a person dedicated to their fucking craft, where he was like, well, he may be dying, but I can use it. Like, I... I, I understand that I look creepy now because of what cancer is doing to me like he is I can be just
0: extra creepy ghastly looking in this man yep. like I, and I'm yep. not I'm not making fun I'm not making light or anything no. I'm, I'm kind of tying into what you're saying the fact that he used this to make yes. this character that was so surreal and bizarre and unforgettable like that's really that's yeah. fucking amazing man
1: it is and uh, yeah apparently the first time Heather O'Rourke saw him like you know in the makeup and stuff she just burst into tears because he is he is scary they they've done like you can tell like he's he's like re- he's like furrowing his brow and it kind of looks like he almost has like horns about to come out like he he really seems to have worked on his facial expression for sure yeah and his delivery of every single thing that smile is so fucking perfect because it's so slimy
0: everything Ugh. oh the
1: singing yes gosh yeah, he he is he is the highlight of the movie aside from the effects.
0: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely fucking awesome job, man. It it's again, it's worth watching just to just to see that character. Um I yeah. also think it's really cool too how like later on in the movie, whenever he's possessing Craig T. Nelson, like Craig T. Nelson has to do uh-huh. Kane possessing yeah. coach, trying to act like coach. Uh-huh. <laughs> And it's he does rad. a great
1: job. Yeah,
0: although I do, I do have some ideas about that scene. Oh, really?
1: Okay, I'm just saying. I'd like to hear them.
0: So you know, the entire setup to that possession, right, is uh, Craig T. Nelson. He's been hitting that bottle of tequila like crazy, straight out the uh-huh. bottle, just rolling it like a G. And uh, we see the weird like cane worm thing in the bottom of the bottle, right? Yeah. And he downs it, and that is how he ends up possessing Craig T. Nelson. Mm-hmm. I just okay here's what I wish I wish there would have been a moment after he swallows the worm that like the then you know it's basically C- Kane possessing a, a meat mech of Craig T. Nelson uh-huh. like tries to like stand up and he like just falls over because he's drunk as fuck <laughs> and he's like oh
1: I think this might have this been one? a bad
0: plan <laughs> Why didn't I possess a peanut butter sandwich? (laughs) He's just drunk as fuck, like can't control it. He's like pissing his pants and stuff. (laughs) I love that. I love it. That would have been great. (laughs) Falls over, hits his head on stuff. And then I'm thinking too, like even in that part where it's like super creepy, but you're right. He kind of like forces himself on, on the wife, you know? mm-hmm yeah but like, what if he's like wait a minute my dick don't work i'm drunk as hell <laughs> <laughs> oh well, i've got whiskey dick i got the tequila dick <laughs> this yeah, isn't going as planned right. at all <laughs> god damn
1: that scene is intense because Ooh, it yeah is. yeah you know i mean it's it's uh you know joe beth williams is having to play uh You know, a woman who's never had to deal with any sort of abuse from her husband now dealing with this, like out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, he's just and he's really acting off.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, But that that scene also, like, it just reminded me. I was like, oh yeah, marital rape was like a big issue in the eighties, so I had to like look more into it. Previous to the seventies, there were absolutely no states with laws regarding marital rape that's not long ago at all steve no it's not uh, by 1993 every state had a marital rape law so there this period uh it would have been a hot button topic so there would have been people watching this movie you know seeing this play out um that that would have been thinking this this isn't a crime. Mm. That's Woof. frightening to me. Ugh. And those people, some of them are still alive and they vote.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Or is it the people crazy. people are voting for.
1: Oh, I bet the people they're voting for aren't creepy at all.
0: Nah, probably not. Nah, nah. <laughs> uh, of course, we get the returning presence of Tangina Child. Oh, yeah. I love Zelda, Zelda Rubenstein, Rubenstein man. Uh, um, yep. And, okay, honestly, I'm kind of mixed here because. Considering in the original movie, Tangina is just kind of in it there at the very end. Like, she's right. pretty late in the movie whenever that character gets introduced. And it does kind of lend this weird presence to her character. She's in a lot of the movie this time around. And yeah, she's good. I mean, but she,
1: yeah, she, she would have been in more. Because uh, I, I did watch some of the alternate... Uh, scenes that that are available she she had a little bit more of a presence i think in the original script but it in this it's weird because there's just a long period without her so Dude, she's like yes. in it at the beginning and the long period without her and then like 50 something minutes in she's like okay now i'm back for the the, the whole thing same with taylor and then absolutely disappears After the final battle.
0: (laughs) What the hell? Yeah, with Tangina, I don't understand that. Like, she's there for the final battle, and then whenever we get, yeah, uh, uh, the entire family and Taylor going off to the car, she's gone. Like, where did she fucking go? My idea is that somewhere on the way back, (laughs) like, she was kind of, like, behind everybody in line. I think she fell into, like, an in-ground, like, kiddie pool, like a turtle pool or something, you know? Oh,
1: He's not a very tall woman. Oh, no.
0: child, <laughs> help me out of the turtle pool, child. Um,
1: Zelda Rubinstein is a badass. I think it th- I talked about how what a badass she was in the first movie. She's awesome. She she was she like she was she spoke she was like a uh, she spoke about AIDS in 1984. Wow, like she she was way ahead of her time because she she had a friend close friend who died of of HIV related illness, and she she was willing when other people weren't to actually talk about it Mm, Uh, and lost her some roles so she she's a badass but yeah i it is weird i i don't know like what happens there at the end she just completely disappears yeah and yeah and taylor's kind of gone there in the middle yeah they i'm feeling like a lot of what they cut aside from you know the resolution to some of their main themes just was the Taylor and um uh Tangina stuff. Oh yeah. And I think you've more of it.
0: They're great. I'm pretty sure what was going on and the reason that we missed out on them through so much of the movie is they were off doing their own spin-off movie about their team of supernatural uh ghost fighting. It's like a it's like a funny buddy cop. He's big and tall man, she's a little tiny woman <laughs> and their group as taylor
1: the tough one she's the hard ass scaredy cat exactly
0: dude and they're busting (laughs) spiritual entities entities all over the place and their name is tnt dude taylor and tangina (laughs) they got a cool handshake and a theme song
1: fuck yeah okay so then now my what i want is for when he's like going off in the station wagon he like pulls up like cuz she's disappeared he like pulls around the corner and she's like did you get the wagon she jumps in and off they go
0: <laughs> yes dude and the theme song starts <laughs> yeah. playing coming soon yeah, tnt yeah which is
1: tnt obviously yeah
0: <laughs> that's the side story i want you know what other side story i fucking want what What's i here? want a movie about those two broads at that all night diner Who the fuck are they? Who the who the fuck is this fucking white trash barb and star? What the fuck is happening with those two? (laughs) What what I love is that
1: this lady she she has this spell where she's like talking like some somebody else's mom. Um and and then she comes back to her senses and her friends just like yeah you you did it again you know she just like had another one of those spells like, whatever yeah, no, that happens all the time so yes Barb and star is perfect because it's like you've got this one friend who just suddenly goes speak through her and another friend who's oblivious who's just like <laughs> oh she just does that I don't know
0: I want their movie dude I want their movie that is totally a deleted scene from Barb and Starr.
1: Absolutely!
0: <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on with those two? That is such a random ass scene in the movie, and a movie full of some random ass scenes. That one really stands out to me.
1: One hundred percent. It is very strange. I yeah, I think that scene.
0: Yeah, because it's.
1: I think everything involving the mother feels a little forced. Um, I don't love that bit entirely. Like, cause she's barely there. Just at the beginning, just for us to, I guess, find out that in this world that not only is Tangina clairvoyant, Taylor has some sort of spiritual thing going on with him, but also uh, Carol Ann is clairvoyant, but also her grandmother is clairvoyant, but also... Her mother is clairvoyant, but also her dog is clairvoyant, but also (laughs) the car is clairvoyant.
0: (laughs) I find this very discriminatory, because if you think about it, the only people in this movie ain't got the clairvoyance is the white Uh man. I find that very discriminatory. Hmm? They're
1: They're trying to take our clairvoyant jobs.
0: Do you think they were just trying to make Stephen King jack off when he watched this?
1: yes yeah that is exactly yeah yeah you said that when we were talking about this in the pre-production and, and I it blows my mind yes yeah because the dog in the car specifically it's like yeah this is very Stephen Kingy that all these people suddenly have this power
0: I love to by the way whenever the dog' in the car before he gets in there he's having to like bite those wires that dog's like what the uh-huh. fuck is this shit? he <laughs> <Holy laughs> <bus. laughs> fucking people he's a hero man <laughs> but yeah so in this movie plumb everybody's psychic um i love that somehow our mom character not only forgot about a lot of the events of the first movie right she also forgot in the first movie that she was psychic that would have been yeah. probably handy <laughs> oh i forgot <laughs> Right. I, I also
1: love that one of Carol Ann's abilities is her hands can see colors. I've never even thought of that. That bitch got synesthesia,
0: man. That's no big deal. <laughs> Tons of people have that shit. I can feel red. What? That's cool. She does that no look yarn grab, and that's how you know. Mm, Dude, that's there's, how you know. there's even uh. that scene in the movie where like the grandmother and Carol Ann... Have that fucking Scatman and Danny Torrance scene in, yes. in, in *The Shining*? Like, you, oh, this is you have to just feel shining. things and know something without yep. knowing why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just straight well, up out of *The Shining*. You
1: could easily also compare the uh, the uh, scene in *The Shining* where uh, Grady is is cleaning off the avocado from his shirt to the the front porch scene with. Cain trying to convince him to let him in. Yeah, yeah. Like, because Cain is very much saying you need to take control of your family, just like Grady oh, is talking right. about
0: oh, yeah. fixing
1: his family. Yeah. Correct. Him. So I think this was, was taking some shining influence.
0: Hmm. Damn, definitely. And it's also kind of like, some of the myth gets murky there, where you're like, okay, so is it like vampire rules, where he has to be asked to let in, or can he just infiltrate a tequila worm? Yeah. <laughs> Which is it?
1: I think those are those are the options. If you either let him in or you can infiltrate a tequila worm. It's a very specific situation. It's why he's in Southern California though.
0: I see. It just makes sense. Now it comes together. Honestly, given the options, it's like, listen, man, I'm really trying to avoid this whole worm scenario where you have to drink It's
1: not fun for me.
0: Yeah, you're probably hammered (laughs) drunk by then. Then you gotta puke me out and uh just open the door. Just open the fucking door. Yeah. Let's just streamline this entire thing. I can do the worm thing if I have to, but I would rather avoid it personally.
1: Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. I think you got it. Those are the rules of uh creepy uh former cult leader ghost
0: man. I do yep. wanna recut that scene with the worm guy to the soundtrack of tequila. And, like, right whenever <laughs> the camera, like, goes to the worm man's face and he kind of gives it that people's eyebrow kind of look, that's when it goes, tequila. tequila. But Yeah. Like, I think it'd make that, okay. that scene really fun and I funny. I could
1: probably make that happen if I, you know, for, or if I have time. I think that's definitely
0: something <laughs> that needs to go on our social media. I think it'd just make it more sure. fun. <laughs> yeah i I think that's awesome what about that braces scene in here that's one that oh that's so good i bet just fucking traumatized hey i'll bet it even hashtag ben eller mortified some kids watching (laughs) this right i used that word right you
1: did you you know you didn't i
0: did (laughs) scared them scared them
1: No, they were embarrassed as hell yeah um (laughs) No, uh, my brother had braces, and yeah, it fucked me up, man. Watching that that bit, I was like, "Holy shit, that can happen!" Yeah, like the braces can do that. Um, because I remember my my brother had just gotten them, and he would talk about how his mouth hurt all the time. And I would just, I was just thinking, like, "Holy shit, can the little like the the wires can reach out and shit?" It also reminds me of the um the motorcycle thing. In Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh yeah, definitely. Like right. where the the brake lines like go up his arms
0: and stuff. Totally cool. Yeah, but you know we kind of really run into cool that scene, same though. thing we talked about with Ghostbusters too, where uh, Vigo like summons that train and it's like, motherfucker, you don't know about trains. You never seen a train in your life, you lying little shit. <laughs> like Kane don't know about a brace. He don't know. You really
1: went at Vigo just
0: now. <laughs> I did. I came in hot on yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, Kane shit. doesn't
1: know anything about braces. Well why, how would he? You see his teeth are straight as fuck.
0: That's true. They didn't need him back then, yeah. man. That was for uh. Biden. Mm hmm.
1: <laughs> back before Biden. Uh we should since you mentioned him and we're talking about Kane, uh I'll I'll try I'll have to remember somebody made a deep fake where they put Biden's face on Kane. Oh my and god. And it is scary how like <laughs> Seamless like yeah <laughs> it looks weird it's just like <laughs> holy shit
0: okay <laughs> but then also too like okay that scene is really effective because again a lot of kids in the 80s they spent like six fucking years with braces on and shit yeah that had to be really scary it's something they were already insecure about anyway and then that shit comes to life and kills them or whatever but then also uh-huh. like i forgot that You know, not only is it like pinning him to the the ceiling and shit, but then like the wires reach out towards the outlet. That was like making me sweat for a second. I was like, oh, shit, man. Yeah. The thought of like something attached to your teeth getting electrocuted. Fuck all that. Yeah. Kane don't know about outlets, though. He don't know about that shit.
1: (laughs) He apparently does. Yeah, I think Kane has spent his time keeping up with modern appliances and stuff. Just in case.
0: <laughs> I was really hoping to lure someone into a microwave. God <laughs> is in his temple. Oh. <laughs> I'd like to throw a toaster into a bathtub. <laughs> Seems like a cool thing to do to me. Okay, so, so here's the thing about that part. So while all that shit is going on, Craig mm-hmm. T. Nelson is like screaming at Taylor downstairs. He's like, Taylor, fucking do something. Help. Help. And Taylor doesn't do anything. And then afterwards, coach is like, Taylor, why didn't you do anything? And he's like, I was it was that was just a distraction. I was here protecting Carol Ann. Uh-huh. I wonder how that makes Robbie feel.
1: <laughs> you know now that Taylor has a favorite.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> Because ultimately, it's like, oh, I was just a diversion to the real yeah. thing, to the real kid that's not supposed to yeah. get murdered here. You're supposed to just feed me to the fucking yeah, braces wolves over here.
1: Yeah, poor Robbie. I mean, that the thing is, right after that scene, they have that dinner scene where he's like wearing the baseball or wearing the the football helmet and yeah. has the baseball bat. Like I, I was, I wrote down, like I get it, Robbie. Like clearly. Taylor's not going to save your ass.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm saying once it's weird, twice you start thinking, the third time your sister gets abducted by a supernatural entity, don't you start getting a little jealous? When's it my turn? Yeah. What about me? Am I not cool? Am I not good enough? No, you're enough? not, Robbie. Sorry. They want fucking the, the, the sister all the time, man. Come on.
1: Well, I get it. Carol Ann is so cute.
0: Like, She's adorable. The, the bit
1: at the beginning, like when you know they're at the mall and she's like i've talked to the kitties they want to come home with us if that was my daughter i guess we have six cats now you got them because how could i say no to that yeah um then like later when they're like talking about moving she's like disneyland or maybe dunkin donuts it's so <laughs> fucking cute like but also i'm gonna go ahead and well actually carol Ann there uh california didn't have dunkin donuts so
0: oh damn there's no Where's truth she- in this fucking art
1: yeah, where'd she know about Dunkin' Donuts from? That lying little Caroline. shit,
0: man. Ain't nobody knows nothing <laughs> about nothing in these fucking movies. Damn it! yeah damn dude why is it that they specifically want caroline i mean i guess she's psychic and all but like okay so is the mom or the grand? it seems like damn everybody's psychic why don't they try to steal a car what if this whole movie yeah. was about Kane and spirits spiritually <laughs> stealing their car to steal a car <laughs>
1: they come out and they see him like trying to hotwire it He's like, get the fuck out of here you <laughs> son of a bitch i'm gonna get that car <laughs>
0: I want that movie. You know, it's like I've got supernatural forces trying to steal my fucking car.
1: (laughs) That's Dude, Where's My Car too, right there. Right? It's a horror movie about ghosts stealing their car.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they specifically want Carol Ann. Now, like, again, the mythology of all this stuff gets a bit murky. Like, it's cool. I love that it's this this priest who is set on this, like, I gotta lead my congregation to... To California yeah. and it's like this crazy death cult shit. Like that's all really cool to me. And then yeah, they all is. come back as zombies. That's sick.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's all cool. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I mean honestly, if you really think it through, the reason they're after Carol Ann is because they wanted to make a sequel to the first movie.
0: <laughs> that's probably why at that the end of the day. Yeah.
1: And they were like, guess what? Let's not come up with a different family to deal with this. Let's get back the same people that way we'll make more money in ticket sales.
0: That's the thing, right It would have been yep. okay if this was you know another family who is having some kind of supernatural occurrence they could have done sure that. Mm-hmm.
1: or even having the same family but you know give a reason give give good reason as to why like really it's just like. Oh well, she was touched by the other side, so now the other side is like focused on her. I guess it's almost—I guess it's kind of a Sauron thing, right? Where it's I suppose, like, sure, because they've had some interaction. There's the focus is on her now, mm-hmm. but the mom also went through, and the mom's also clairvoyant. Uh, I mean, there does seem to be like whenever, um, uh, what's his name, Kane is on the front porch, the mom is having like a psychic sort of event regard like seeing flashes of his evil face and stuff so maybe there is some inkling that the mom is also being you know uh like targeted but that's not really played out in the movie and it's possible that was in the long longer version but you know all we get here is just that one scene
0: Mm -hmm. yeah makes it a little bit murky for sure right yeah but it's also, too, like, the thing that I wonder about in this movie, as I often wonder about in other movies where we have, like, multiple viewpoints of faith or religion interacting all at the same time. Yeah. Like, what what is the true religion of this universe exactly? Because, obviously, well, yeah. the stuff that, that Taylor believes in... Is all fucking true. Yeah, he inhales the smoke. Craig T. Nelson blows the smoke at the monster and it defeats it. And then also, too, he's like, here, jump in fire. You'll go to another dimension. And it fucking works. But then at the same time, in the first movie, we had all this stuff where even some of the stuff that Tangina was saying, she's like, oh, whatever, whatever your values as a Christian, yada, yada. It seems like that stuff kind of works, too. Yeah, it does
1: seem like... uh it is a nebulous spiritualism, like basically everybody has their own route to the other side, and and there does seem to be like you know because uh I believe uh, Tangina says, or maybe it's it's Taylor that says that he he refuses to go to the other side. He knows he's dead, um, but he he refuses to go to the other side, and so like. It It's possible, I guess, in this world that, like, absolutely anything is true as long as it doesn't intrude on other truths. So, it just, again, ends up being a nebulous spiritualism with no real definition to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess so, man. And, honestly, that kind of fits in with the theme of how I feel like a lot of the, the horror in this movie plays out because... There's kind of a little bit of everything. In my notes, I kind of yeah. described this movie as being sort of like a all-you-can-eat horror buffet, where nothing <laughs> sure. is really particularly fantastic, but you're going to find something you like on the menu. It's like, oh, okay, you like body horror stuff? Yeah, we got, got some of that. that. We got a little mm-hmm. um, side of possession, possession. over here, mm-hmm. uh, Native American mysticism. Yeah, we'll, we'll put some sure. of that in there. There's just some zombies. You like zombies?
1: Zombies are fun. We got a couple we of those. Like ghosts. We got some ghosts. Sure, yeah. we got
0: some of that stuff in here. Uh, it's it's just kind of like a little bit of, of everything, which, you know, I, I could sit here and say similar stuff about the first movie. I mean, there there are yeah. paranormal um, poltergeist activity things in there. There's a guy that rips his face off and hallucinates. There's yeah. weird mm-hmm. puppet monster things in there. Like, it's also kind of all over the place, but somehow feels a little bit more cohesive to me than this does
1: yeah yeah this is not as cohesive and you know it's probably from editing out a good bit of the script uh but yeah the first one is more cohesive this one also does rely some on kind of that territory that we've already seen like you know the toys come to life and whatnot but it's done well like the way that that shot is set up where it starts to happen where you have Carol Ann in focus and the doll behind her out of focus. It's cool. And then the doll's head just slowly moves. That creeped me out so much as a kid. Um, and watching it again, it was like, oh, that's just really like subtly well done. Because they don't like zoom to the doll or even put the doll in focus. It just kind of happens there. And then the next toy starts coming to life. And it gets you know progressively you know, more obvious.
0: Yeah. And it all looks better than that scene in the first movie where all the toys are like flying around and doing yeah, goofy stuff and you can see the rotoscope cutouts and shit around them.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it, I think it looks a lot better. Um there's one element to this movie that this is speculative and I really I really need to investigate it more, but um in watching, you know, his history stuff about wrestling, professional wrestling. Yeah. I I you know have learned that the earliest version of what would become the Undertaker played by Mark Mark Calloway um was called Kane the Undertaker. No shit. And original Undertaker design looks much more like Kane in Poltergeist
0: 2. Like the flat brim hat and shit, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I am wondering if Poltergeist Two was uh, an inspiration really? for the Undertaker character, I
0: mean, what yeah. y- what year did Taker hit the scene? Ninety. Oh, I mean, dude. He, you know,
1: he was around before that, but yeah, ninety was when he became Undertaker. Yeah.
0: Well, what the hell? I mean, when you put yeah, it that so, way, Kane the Undertaker. Uh, it's pretty clear. <laughs> yeah,
1: and that that is then how they got the name for Kane because they were you know wanting to come up with a character for the Undertaker's brother and they were like oh yeah back in the day we wanted to name him Kane so what if we name his brother Kane so technically it's possible that Poltergeist 2 inspired two of the most most infamous and awesome uh, monster wrestlers of the most you know past 40 years
0: and for that we owe it thanks (laughs) thanks Poltergeist (laughs) 2 that's crazy man I wish that somebody would have thought to remember that they have another kid, though, in this family. That seems like that yeah. would have been nice. Like,
1: well, and there there were scenes written. Like, she was supposed to be off at college. That's the so easiest like,
0: way to write her out of the movie. And, and, you know, again, when you're dealing with a tragic, unforeseen death, obviously, like they yeah. were here with Dominic Dunn is her name, right?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, there's really not a great way to handle that, you know?
1: No, there's not. And And by completely ignoring it, I think it's a worse way to handle it. Seems that way. To just say... I mean, because they originally planned for her to be off at college anyway. You just have her them say, she's off at college. And there you go. That's easy enough. Easy enough, yeah. But instead, there's just no explanation for her not being there.
0: Yeah. Hmm. What do you think about the score in this movie? Uh, it's a lot of some of the some of, rehash of the same from the stuff. first one. Yeah. Uh huh. But some like yeah. electronic elements, more keyboards and shit in there. It's yeah, I mean it's, it's fine. I, like it's fine. It's fine. It doesn't like blow me away. Um no. I do like the way that, you know, uh the hymn that Kane is singing the whole movie kind of yeah. gets remixed into that like big like yes, Temple of Doom chant that God is in his holy temple. Uh-huh. It's like in yeah. seven eight or something. It's kind of cool the and way that they do that. It's very like apocalyptic they, sounding.
1: They do lace in that that uh, um, that melody from time to time in like different parts. It'll just be like the the melody of that song, and I really liked how they did that because it is cohesive at the very least. It's not it's not outstanding, but the the music is is cohesive and does do a good thing for the storytelling itself.
0: Yeah, I think so, man. I I wish that there was another version of this movie that had some of those integral scenes reinserted back into it. Yeah,
1: I'd love to watch a full edition of this.
0: Yeah, Yeah, because there's plenty to like here. I mean, you know, so much of the the movie is the cast, is the original, and they're all fucking fantastic. Mm -hmm. They're great together. Uh, Taylor, new character, he's great. Kane, new character, fucking amazing. Ah, It's also interesting, too, to see that, you know, the first movie... Honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, very much like Ghostbusters 1 and 2. Ghostbusters 1, the villain doesn't really have a face through 90% of the movie. Poltergeist is totally the same way. Same. Poltergeist Mm -hmm. 2, Ghostbusters 2, you got the, the big bad in the movie the entire time. They've got a face. They've got a personality.
1: That's a good point. I didn't think about that.
0: Like, that's pretty cool to me, man. I like yeah, that we got yeah. a real villain this time around, and I wouldn't mind seeing more of him. So, yeah, I, I do wish that we could see a restored version with uh, all these scenes that are missing because there's clearly a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense. Where the fuck does Coach's mullet go? Where's it go? <laughs> yeah,
1: it's clear that there's supposed to be some time in between there because, yeah, he's it's he's like trying to look respectable, clearly, either like going to job interviews or or has a new job but we don't know like suddenly why that's happening
0: he had to clean up or something i don't know (laughs) possibly so i don't know i wish that we could see the full restored version of this flick but for what we have i don't hate it i mean is it is it amazing it is as good as the first one no um is it gonna take up a lot of your day to watch it no is it does it have really memorable iconic shit in it i mean we're back that's hugely iconic Kane is amazing. Some of that weird shit like the worm guy and all that stuff is very memorable. I don't know. I think the I think the good outweighs the bad personally.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I think um you know, if I'm going to slap a number on this, I don't think it's amazing. I don't think it's like iconic, but It's a a fine movie, and it definitely has really good elements to it. For me, this is probably this is above middle of the road, like a five and a half to a six.
0: Yeah, I'd go a little bit higher just because I love the performance of Kane um, so much in this, and the family is still you know lovable. Uh, I'm gonna go like six and a half. I think is the score I'm gonna put on this thing. Uh, Flawed, obviously, not as good as the original, but I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it much.
1: Not at all. Yeah, I I would rewatch this for sure. I'd just always be disappointed at the ending. Really, <laughs>
0: totally right, man. It just happened so fast, dude. When's the last time you it watched does. Poltergeist three? Is it any good?
1: It is not. <sighs> it is not. I was gonna rewatch it for this, but I didn't have time. Uh, Poltergeist three is not the only person. Our only people who come back are uh, 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 Heather O'Rourke and Zelda Rubenstein, and they explain like that. She, she's staying with her aunt in New York City, I think. New York City? And it's like, I know, exactly. <laughs> like, what? Um, yeah, it, it, it it's really not good. But, you know, hey, if you like watching bad sequels of movies, that's one.
0: That's one of them for sure. <laughs> so maybe we'll get to that one day. I look forward to hearing your all thoughts about Poltergeist 2 in our Facebook group, the best place to hang out and uh as well as our other social media accounts stuff instagram twitter you can find all that stuff on our Linktree page check it out give us a follower on there and also support the show on patreon
1: yeah patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely uh head on over there become a patron on any level you get to uh hear the patreon exclusive episodes gonna be making a new one with Emily soon enough we've just been busy sorry Um, and if you become a $5 patron you get to submit a movie to the smoking bowl and then we draw from the smoking bowl and we cover the movie that we drew from the smoking bowl so there's that
0: so there's that huh so the, the next Bring drawing it. could be yours if you support the show so please be sure to do that also be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts I need more reviews I need them for my power that's my source of power yeah. man uh-huh. uh, some people yep. find it through looking at the stars some people find <laughs> so, it in a To Kill you Worm I find it through right. iTunes reviews that's a source of my power Absolutely. so be sure to give M over to me over there on that Apple Podcast, Spotify wherever you can rate and review write it on a bathroom wall for a good time listen to Dead and Lovely Horror podcast. Uh huh. It'd be great if you did some advertising for us there on a stall of the bathroom wall while you're doing Tattooed your constitutional. Maybe that's do a fun that, one. You know? Yeah. Don't put Calvin <laughs> pean on it, though.
1: Oh, Unless you personally think peeing on things is good.
0: Right. Then it's like, ooh, but I want to pee all over again. that. Lovely. Like,
1: have, have Calvin peeing on it, but have a word bubble that says, I'm doing this because I like
0: it. And then there'd be a thought bubble above our logo that says, I'm liking this.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm also into this. Yes. wait, and wait, I consent.
0: Wait, maybe not, though. Calvin is a little kid.
1: <laughs> oh, right. Damn it. Okay. Make sure that Calvin is adult
0: version of Calvin. <laughs> Or it's a baby version of our logo. Uh, wait, what? How is it the Calvin same Okay, Calvin pissing on a baby. That's <laughs> better. Then it's fine, right? Then it's okay. Then it's okay? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. it's gets you so complicated. Let's just, just skip all that and get a Dale Earnhardt 3 tattoo. There you, go. there you go. That's fine. And just tell somebody to listen to our show. Just do that. Yeah. All
1: right? And they'll listen to you because of the fucking cool-ass tattoo.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that works, right? <laughs> Good conversation starter uh so yeah keep on supporting the show and tune in uh next week it is november which of course means it is once again Novampire, and we've put it up to a poll and you guys have been voting on that thing and as of now unless we have a last minute change what's looking like it's in the lead
1: blackula Uh, i mean uh, there'd have to be a gigantic last minute change people uh, really want us to talk about Blackula, and I really want to
0: do it, so I'm excited. Well, listen, though. We're going to get those fraudulent last-minute mail-in votes there at the last minute.
1: Oh, yeah. And we'll, ha- you know, the the uh, I guess the Twilight New Moon people will, like, crash into my room as I'm about to, like, <laughs> say that it's Blackula and be like, no, no, rah, rah, and steal my laptop and shit on my desk or whatever.
0: <laughs> I think all that stuff happened, right? Yeah, I think so. That's how that works. It'll probably happen, yeah. but we'll we'll find out, and if not, we'll be doing Blancula on next week's show, which I've never seen. I'm looking forward to checking it out. Yeah, no, I
1: haven't seen it either, and I've, I've been wanting any excuse to cover it on the show, so this is awesome.
0: Awesome. All right, well, you guys tune in, then, and I hope everybody out there is doing real good luck like and uh, having a good time. Hey, hey, you, I hope you're having a ball.
1: I also hope you're having a ball. And while you're having a ball, why don't you... Help me by drinking a little tequila and having a worm go down your throat. I swear I won't turn into a big old beast now.
0: Ooh, child, last time I had the tequilas, my clothes fell off, child. (laughs) Anyway, bye. Bye.
1: So, um, at the meetup, we went to, um, we went to, uh, what the fuck's it called? Oh, crap. Grindhouse Video. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, we went to Grindhouse Video, which has a a physical location here in Knoxville. And I, we just found out about it recently. So I was like, we got to go check it out. Um, and it was awesome. I mean, you know, uh, they had tons and tons and tons and tons of horror movies and stuff as well as all sorts of other movies. And, um, you know, I'm walking through. I'm seeing a lot of cool stuff. And I don't know what happened. I saw some sort of animation just out of the corner of my eye. Not animation, but like, you know, uh, drawing, a, like a, a cartoon-esque drawing. And mm-hmm. out of a the pictogram. corner. Yeah, there you go. A pictogram. I saw a pictogram. Um, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw this. And in my mind, what I saw was a a gun, like a, like a semi-automatic handgun. Mm-hmm. with two beefy arms holding handguns okay all right okay. yeah and so i came up with and boy that this one this one is a home run gun assassin gun it's an assassin, assassin that is a gun that uses guns. much like it's much like john wick but it's
0: a gun and here's the tagline are you
1: ready for this
0: Whoa, he's the gun that shoots you down. Okay, I got yeah. it.
1: I got it. All right. This summer. Gun assassin. Guns do kill people. <laughs> right? That's a hit, dude. That's a, that's a, hit. a fucking hit. Man, it's a hit.
0: Holy shit. The <laughs> alphas are going to be like lined up around the block to see that shit, right? <laughs> for sure.
1: We'll be so excited. Finally, a movie for us. You know.
0: I just can't get into watching a gun kill people when I see like a man's hands around it. It seems kind of <laughs> homosexual. You know what I mean? <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> There's a sex scene where a woman like is, I-, I guess, holding the gun, and she goes to put her finger through the trigger hole, and he's like, no, babe, I don't play that way. <laughs> what so how do you fuck it then
0: <laughs> it gets really confusing really fast yeah so be on the
1: lookout next summer for gun assassin
0: <laughs> trademark dead
1: lovely <laughs>